y'all ready for this? Nope. See you right now. What's happening, guys? Hey, <laughs> happy Monday. It is 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time right now. My voice is scratchy as hell. I had quite an interesting day today, but you know what? I'm here. I'm committed. Let's do this. I hope you guys are ready. You know what? Honestly, this feels like a magical as fuck full moon. <laughs> um, oh, man. You know, okay. So when Pisces left, sorry, when Jupiter left Pisces, I assumed that the crazy sink train was finished and I was wrong. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Rachel's having a little bit of technical issues, so that's cool. I will start with the chart for the full moon, which is today slash tonight. And we'll we'll start with that, shall we? Okay. Yeah, you get some like super horse ASMR type voice going on tonight. Hope you're into that. <laughs> okay. Hi, hi, Chance. By the way, we may have a surprise guest pop in later. We'll see. Check it out, y'all. So, okay. <laughs> hey, Jess. You know what? Fuck. <laughs> Before I actually pull out this chart, I got to tell you guys a little a little story. Um, I want to talk about Uranus as a liberating force. Um. This was an aspect of Uranus that I have <laughs> extremely uh, underestimated. And uh, <laughs> this weekend, we had the Venus-Uranus conjunction. And Venus is about to cross over the North Node now. Um, but the Venus-Uranus conjunction happened on Saturday. And you know what? On Friday, there was a bunch of things that went down that um, in the moment didn't feel liberating. But now, Monday, um, that's exactly how I feel. I feel liberated. Uh, and what's really fascinating about this particular transit to me anyway, is that Uranus is sitting right directly on top of my son. So <laughs> I won't tell Jared. I'll keep it a secret. Liberation. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay. So anyway, Uranus is right on top of my son. So your son in your natal chart, by the way, your son is what you're consciously aware of. It's your brightest planet, right? It's the fucking sun. Um, <laughs> and when you have various planets transit over top of your sun, you feel it and see quite literally the effects of that. Um, and Rachel has just popped in. Hey, what's up, Rachel? So my voice is fucked today. <laughs> I'm going to do my best, but I'm so scratchy. But you know what? I made some delicious tea and I even busted out my china because... You know, we're innovating up in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you were just, uh, oh, I cannot hear you. Oh, can you hear me okay? Hey, I can hear you now. Thank Excellent. You. Okay. That's sweet. Okay. So, yeah, Uranus is a liberating force and uh, the planet of awakening. All right. I have been narrow mindedly looking at Uranus as just about um, innovation and technology and community. And I forgot about the fact that it's <laughs> the liberator. 
Aquarius is about rebellion. And um, yeah, I went through some crazy things this weekend that ultimately um, are helping me to break some addictive patterns. And that's really what it's about for, for me in my particular situation is I'm breaking some addictive patterns, especially as it relates to relationships. There's the breaking aspect of Uranus and the liberating aspect and then Venus, that's relationships. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have gone through this weekend, but mine was wild. Um, and as you can hear, I'm still uh, experiencing some stuff. I ended up... Um, having this crazy coughing fit today and literally purging from my lungs. Like it was really intense. You quit smoking. Nice. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, it was quite, quite, quite a weekend. <laughs> Rachel, are you wearing bone earrings? Um, I am not. They are shells, but they do look oh. that way. I almost wore the necklace that matches and I'm like, that looks real primitive <laughs> it's duty you, you should have i would have been into that i almost did metal. <laughs> dude yeah for real oh man yeah i'll i'll bust it out at some point <laughs> my, my wife wants to get into reading cards how should she go about this that's a great question i love that let's start with the question yeah 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 so once you've got a deck, right? That's the first step one. Acquire a tarot deck. <laughs> step two, open the box. <laughs> step three, play with the cards. There's lots of ways to, um, to start. I mean, you could start with, uh, learning under somebody. You could start with just exploring the symbolism on your own. You could start with, yeah, exactly. I, I also recommend Michael Sarian's programs and book, book on the tarot um, books, plural. But um, yeah, you could start with like just meditating with a card a day, you know, and um, <laughs> what step is make your own deck? Good question. Maybe like 20. I don't know. <laughs> or you could be insane and just do that. <laughs> you could just start, just start there. that way. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. But what's up, Martin? I'm so happy you came. Chance told me that he he let you know that uh, we were slanging cards today. So that's really exciting. So, yeah, excuse me if I uh, have to, like, cough or clear my throat or, like, just fucking chill for a moment. <laughs> Hopefully I, like, don't lose my voice tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> you know what? We do it for the culture. <laughs> word okay <laughs> let's talk about this full moon i'm honestly i'm excited i'm really excited okay so you know what's amazing about this all right we've been talking about mirrors in our like different collectives we've been there are different collectives our, our network okay we've been talking about mirrors mirror symbolism and gemini right um, what's amazing to me about this, as soon as I opened it up and like looked at the chart, full moon in Sagittarius, okay? Sagittarius is I see, okay? It's about finding the higher meaning to things um, and quite literally aiming where you want to go and uh, going on that adventure towards wherever it is that you've aimed. Um, <laughs> with Gemini, we're learning information. And with Sagittarius, we're expanding on it and finding the meaning of that information. It's the difference between information and like wisdom or true knowledge. So 
um, and then with the the IC aspect of it, okay. What's really cool about this is that the full moon is in a square to Pisces, or not Pisces, oh my God, Neptune in Pisces, right? Neptune can give this illusion, delusion, and fog energy, especially when it's a hard aspect like that, like a square. However, with the full moon going through, right, with it being a full moon, I anticipate some kind of fuckery, (laughs) okay? I just, I just, I always anticipate fuckery. I can't help it. But the thought that came to me was, wow, okay, so we have the choice right now to peek past the veil if we so choose, especially if um, some crazy situation occurs. It doesn't even have to be that big of a thing that happens, but especially if something happens where it um, it feels like you're not actually looking beyond what's happening, right? Like it feels like there's a fog or if it feels too good to be true or, you know, it's super, super sweet and there's something like wrong with it underneath the surface we have a choice to look past that veil and poke through and look beyond quite literally so i'm actually really really curious about some of the more sensitive individuals in our communities if um they're going to have really crazy dreams or visions or there's definitely the poss i mean there's the there's always the possibility for that but it's really interesting just the square to, to neptune we could also just be, you know, falling prey to our own delusions. You know what I mean? That's definitely also another like danger point with this. But then there's this trine and sextile to Saturn, which I actually love. So Saturn is now retrograde. Okay. So anytime a planet, especially an outer planet, turns retrograde, it's our opportunity to look within and focus a little closer on that area. So with Saturn, it's about responsibility and it's about grounding something down into reality. Saturn governs the 3D motherfucking reality, the here and now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not the etheric like Neptune. It's right here, right now. This, this is this teacup. This is (laughs) in the realm of Saturn, right? So like, thank God. (laughs) Thank God for the grounding energy of Saturn. Because I feel like he's going to help us take whatever, um, whatever things that we see or envision for ourselves or visualize or whatever and help us put it into practical terms so that it's like, okay, this is my dream, but what are the exact steps that I need to take to actually get there? Um, and I love that. I love that about this full moon. So that's really, really amazing. Um, <clears throat> Mercury's now back in Gemini. This is great just for open communication. Um, technically, I mean, he's outside of the square now, but he was still square to Saturn. So like, you know, this wouldn't be surprised if there's still interesting communication snafus here and there, but he's moving out of shadow soon uh, and away from Saturn very quickly. So yeah, that's nice. Like I said, Venus is about to pass over the North Node. What's really beautiful about that is um, whatever whatever aspect um, you've been liberated from this week, if in fact you resonated with that particular storyline of mine that I shared before Rachel came on here, uh, if you resonate with that and you realize that you're being liberated from something, um, whether or not your ego actually likes that is another question entirely. But, you know, um, Hopefully, when Venus crosses over this North Node, you're going to realize how that's going to help you build towards whatever direction it is that you're actually trying to go in, right? So that's beautiful. 
Mars is joining with Chiron. Um, this is all about, okay, Mars then Jupiter will join with Chiron. Okay. First Mars this week. So, uh, with Chiron, this is the wounded healer energy. This is all about, um, well, with Aries, oh my God, I could get really deep into this topic. Davin's been doing excellent work on Chiron and Aries, but real briefly, this is, um, <laughs> you can see this as healing your inner masculine energy. Okay. Uh, especially with Mars joining in that it, there's always the potential with Mars and Aries to bring some like extreme fire up. You know what I mean? <laughs> some kind of confrontation or conflict, but having the open conversations about whatever needs to come to the surface and asserting yourself, you know, and being courageous. That is how we heal that energy within ourselves, male or female. Doesn't matter. We all have masculine parts, right? <laughs> oh, wow. LC King. That is intense. I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. Woo. Word. So anyway, um, yeah, that's his, that is the gist of what's going on in this guy this, this today, this week. Um, I mean, there's always more to say. There's going to be some interesting transits, but that's just, that's the main gist of it. Full moon. <laughs> enjoy it i'm i'm really curious i'd be very curious to hear about people's experiences this week whether with uh like what kinds of stuff comes to you right what do you see happening for yourself and um yeah how you doing rachel <laughs> oh you know just living it up in the dreamscape <laughs> word right all this crazy stuff it's like what you're talking about um i feel like dreams have been um, in a lot of different chats and a topic in different places so this is probably a good time to i think with mercury being in its own sign you know getting into those connections like really paying attention and discerning you know what is what's you know real about this and what is not right that's going to be a challenge <laughs> yeah because i mean possibly there's well i mean there's you know we can definitely be influenced in our dreams we can get hacked but also i think sometimes you know we have egregores and archetypes that show up to challenge us like did you heal this dude and then they show up fucking in real life and you're like oh. yeah you're like oh that's no what the shit why <laughs> yo for real <laughs> oh my god I'm dying <laughs> that's just the thing like how serious are you about being free peace dealer seriously peace dealer said something so brilliant uh, I don't know I think it was either on the Pluto retrograde or the Saturn retrograde video that he did um, he said and I quote your new life will cost you your old. Yes. Yeah. Your new life will cost you your old. Mic drop. I'm done. We're done. Transmission over. Yep. <laughs> yep. There you go. There it is. And, end of story. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, that's the yep. truth. <laughs> yep. Finding out, finding that out, you know, it's interesting too to see you know, with some of these deeper aspects that are, you know, triggering or whatever, you find out 
where you're hanging on to your old life. God damn it, right? Oh. But also, like, you, Rachel knows why I'm reacting this way, by the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, you know, like, I've had plenty of moments where it's like certain things will come up, and I'm like, that's part of the old life. And oh, right. The old narrative, that, that the old paradigm. This one, this yeah. can stay. But this thing that was so big, that can go. <laughs> yes. It, that's liberating it. But you yeah. know what? Like, I love yeah. And it's getting easier and easier and easier the more that you do it. So like it's, this is true. Push push through. <clears throat> oh my it's god, you guys, it. I hope I could do this tarot thing. Fuck. Oh, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know what? I made the most delicious tea. It's wonderful. I've got mallow root for Ooh. its throat soothing properties. I've got some licorice root for similar. Um oh yes okay sorry <laughs> i've got a bunch of uh dried orange peels um thanks michael i've got a bunch of dried orange peels in there for the vitamin c content as well as orange is delicious and some ginger and um some local honey yes oh, it's delicious honey. it's delicious nice. yep Ooh. okay good stuff well chance said if i stalled <laughs> He'd roll in. I sent him the link. He was almost nice. there. I see you knocking. Get on in here, bro. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready. But yeah, dude. Uh, before we start pulling, actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna light some some smudge. I'm smudging with cedar today. Mm. I've been called to work with cedar. Um, we have a cedar right outside our door, and. I don't know. It's got a personal connection with my child, some beautiful childhood memories and my grandmother who's China I'm drinking out of right now. So that's Aww. just kind of interesting. That's really Remember? beautiful. What? Oh, Hey, <laughs> Chance's empty it's chair. Invisible. What's up, Chance's chair? <laughs> Surprise guest, y'all. Hey, dude, I'm stoked. FBI open up you know what Juan got me with that once once we don't have FBI in Canada okay that you know about I was, I was like oh, shit no no we have um it's called CSIS what up to my CSIS people hey um see you my FBI agents are gay just that meme yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah michael michael knows what's up but yeah anyway i love using cedar so <clears throat> yeah the word hey chance hey you Dude. know what's up i just love this uh mon monday night card thing i wanted to play i hit kaylee up earlier today and i was like one of these days can i be a special guest and she's like my voice just do it tonight <laughs> help help liberate me chance <laughs> <laughs> You're honest but don't own. don't rescue me. But oh, hey, we gotta start with Darius. What? We gotta flip. Okay, you know what? No, we I'll don't do have to. You. No, let's not do that. Otherwise, I'll leave right after. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have to keep you here. <laughs> well, that was funny because in my nap dream you were reading the chain. Like Hey! See, she had of hmm. you okay, tell them you had a vision of this today. Yeah, I don't. I don't usually dream about stuff that I recently watched. That's just not a thing. 
So I was like listening to Chance's premiere from yesterday um, with David Whitehead while I was working. And then I came home and I was super tired because it's hot. And I took a nap and I dreamed about the Interverse chat. Like Chance was like talking and reading, like I Ching and like, it was just really beautiful. And everyone in the chat was like sharing artwork and somebody was sharing this like run through kind of like when they were doing like the farm run throughs, but it was all like whiteboards and art and gnosis, like, like they were a teacher. It was so cool. Sounds like some Gabe magic. <laughs> Not gay, Gabe. Right? <laughs> I love you, Gabriel. <laughs> the original whiteboard, whiteboarder. <laughs> right. Just look at this. Dissident in the hose. So, Chance, are you going to stick around to do some personal card pulls too? Oh, um, yeah. Why not? I'm already Marty here. <laughs> Sweet. I think that'll be really fun. That'll be fun. We have to do. Rock, paper. And I'm um, I'm doing sound. Perfect. Maybe this will help with your throat since it's a G. Yes. You're, right. uh, you're the, you're the best. How do I let it ring out for? Because we'll be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're never tempted to be like, don't though. <laughs> no, I do. Actually, I figured out that if I like use my shirt, I can make it finish sooner without it sounding bad. <laughs> this is in session because sometimes I'm like, okay, we did the thing. It's already, cl- it's good. I don't need to <laughs> bring It's good now. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. But I wanted okay. to throw each thing into the mix with the, uh, you know, it's yeah. full moon. This is a full moon. I love it. I'm down with that. I love that. That's exciting. I'm always juiced up on the, the waxing gibbous phase after the moon's half full all the way to full, like that quarter. I feel like I do as much in that span of time as the rest of the moon cycle combined. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, that, ma- that makes sense. It's really cool that you can recognize that and um, notice, right? That's really, that's really cool. So thank you for proving astrology to me. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> moon cycles, guys. <laughs> the other deck I want to throw into the mix, I'm going to do I Ching and a card from the mystic shaman oracle oh yes what a great chance you have no idea how great of a day it's going to be for that just for me personally like (laughs) not for anybody else i'm talking about like my experience i'm like yes bring it out bruh (laughs) this weekend dude i don't even okay well let's get into it then let's uh let's do it yeah start with some pisces oh my gosh which uh, the universe is getting very Eastern today. Yeah, I guess eh? a little bit. Um, Okay. Yes, Jared, last full moon before the solstice. This is true. By the way, um, check on time and date to find out which date your local solstice is on. Let's do a little, let's do a little experiment, shall we? When is it for you? And in the meantime, in the meantime, let's pull for Pisces. Um, Okay, so Pisces, 
this full moon is actually going to happen in your uh your 10th house cool so that's really neat full moon in the 10th house essentially that is bringing uh 10th house is your career your reach the highest point that you reach it's not always career but it's definitely like public public image right that is uh that's definitely one of the things that happens in the 10th house so full moon in the 10th you could be actually leveling up in some way in your career um or even even if something isn't manifesting exactly right now you could well very well just need to like uh take some time with it and um Try to see how <laughs> the last couple of weeks where we've had this Mercury retrograde, try to see what new information you've learned and how you can apply it in your 10th house, because that's going to be where you're seeing changes with this full moon or where you're running into difficulties and illusions. This full moon something to do with your public appearance. So you guys tell me what you got for cards first. No, I got to go last. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing coins and there's like all this, uh, you know, I'll finish it up. That works. Okay. All right. Pisces, you got some major arcana and they're awesome. I am using the line strider deck. So this is the strength card, which came out face up. And you got the fool face down. Be brave. Like, I know, like, it's kind of a trope and cliche to say that Pisces is really emotional and and really inward-centered gazing, but be brave, step out, you know? It's like we've we've talked about before with feeling everything, don't be afraid to feel everything. Enjoy feeling everything and work with it because it takes strength to wield your magic. You have to, you know, it does make you tired, right? But you can do it. This is what you're here for. Having heart. Having you, Pisces. Yeah. And it's, I mean, these are, these came out of Brian. This is a beautiful journey. <coughs> I like that the fool has like a blue jay or something on his head. Aww. Blue jays are kind of kings in their world. They, I mean, they're corvids. So they can be mean and they can take eggs. <laughs> But they're also incredibly beautiful and they have really cool songs. They don't mess around. Like they they take that leap. They're not shy. So that would be my message for Pisces is don't be shy. Take that I love leap. That. Leap of faith. I love that. Right? Faith is a Pisces theme. And faith is something that you have to do. You can talk about having faith, but you have to do it. It's an action. Faith without works is dead. Boom. Thanks, AA. <laughs> Learn something. Oh my god. Oh man. So why am I getting the serious cards? This is bullshit. <laughs> Some Pisces rising. Pisces. What the hell? <laughs> so Pisces. Okay, so I got the five of cups for you. All right. Mm -hmm. 
this implies some kind of loss, some kind of grief. And it's funny because we're talking about emotions and I'm like, well, there's the five of cups. <laughs> Yay. Um, <clears throat> there's something that you need to let go of in grief. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry with that card, especially because the other card that came out is the three of swords. Yeah. Yeah. Harsh. Ouch. 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 So basically what I'm feeling with this, right, is you need to take heart and have courage in order to get through whatever it is that's going down right now. And it could very well be that this is you cutting through the illusions that have been holding you back, right? And sometimes that fucking hurts. Sometimes it doesn't feel very good. But I just want to say underneath the deck, we've got the magician as well. Okay. So this is a very necessary step in order for you to alchemize whatever situation is occurring, right? As above, so below. Take that energy and channel it into something productive, something maybe artistic, right? I mean, that's kind of cliche also with Pisces, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Truth is the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I synergize with the whole Pisces thing here. You guys ready for me? Word. Bring it okay, on. So we got, first of all, obstacles came up with the coin. This is the element of the deep water above the mountain. So it's like, you know, it's a ship on a stormy sea. This represents your mind and the unconscious mind kind of steering the ship, blowing you around on the waves and, you know, not being able to handle the stormy weather per se. I say not being able. The obstacles are opportunities because you're trying to get somewhere. But where you're trying to get is the question. And, uh, you know, on the journey, it's totally normal to have feelings of hopelessness or struggle, but don't get stuck in that. Actually, the coins flipped in a way that this hexagram is changing from obstacles to keeping still. So this is mountain over mountain. So we're transmuting from the turbulent waters of the upper or of the unconscious with this upper trigram being the deep waters into the full on like Buddha mode. <laughs> so the advice here from the I Ching is that you handle these feelings of hopelessness or struggle or frustration by the self renewing practice of meditation. And it's perfect. It's a perfect sync actually with the shaman Oracle card that came up with the tree of life, which I pulled this for Kaylee the other day, which is cool. Uh, so the tree of life is about, Making sure that your roots are as deep and as strong as they can be before you try to branch out above that. You know, if you want to be able to access the higher realms of thought and the deep, deep mysticism that Pisces as a the aspect of the sky clock that it is has access to, you need to be, have a strong foundation. So it really fits with this Buddha keeping still idea. But in particular, it's adding to the equation that you don't just want to bring the right nutrients to your mind by calming the chaotic, uh, busy monkey mind of all these things that could be wrong or go wrong or all these things that make me sad and give me the feels. It's this, this card is reminding you that part of the reason why you might be having those difficulties of thought is a health reason. Uh, I heard it said, I cannot remember who said this, but it is a brilliant statement, but purity of thought or purity of mind is a consequence of good health. 
So whenever we are seeking to grow our roots and our branches at the same time, you got to remember what nutrients we're giving to the soil. And those nutrients come in the form of thought, but also in the form of nutrition and other things that help you be more well. I love that. I think that's so spot on as far as health and our peace. Um, And speaking of peace, (laughs) while you were talking, a dove just flew in our direction. Usually they're flying off the roof and away and I'm like, Oh, sweet doves, but they flew towards us. So it's like walk in peace with that Buddha, that Buddha body. I'm so glad Martin's here because he was the reason why I told him you guys do this that made me think of it was like, when are you going to do one of these things? And I'm like, I don't need to. These ladies are taking care of it for the community doing the all signs read, but wound up being here anyway. So you're welcome, Martin. (laughs) Love you, dude. Yes. I love it. Love it. I love it. I'm down with that word. I love that. This is a great duo trio. This is a great trio. Yeah, I love you guys. This is too fun. Although I'm afraid there might not be enough giggles without me trolling you in the chat. So I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can do both things at once. Just just troll us here and it'll work. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why I decided to go with the coin method so that I would be distracted and not able to troll as much. So you could really be in the zone. Appreciate that. (laughs) Aquarius. Aquarius, this full moon is happening in your 11th house. This is the house of your wider social network. It's also a wish and fulfillment and like long-term goals type house, right? So what kinds of things are changing in your social network or what kinds of people are you manifesting? Teachers, perhaps, are you manifesting in your wider network? Um, that's really interesting, actually. That'll be interesting. So what visions are you seeing for yourself for your long-term goals specifically? And what kinds of, uh, yeah, like how do, how do your friend groups need to like get shaken up? Um, yeah. Oh man. I should just skip the astrology. My throat is brutal. That's okay, though. You know what? Don't that, skip that, the astrology. It's part of the reason we're here, Kaylee. We need you. <laughs> kind of true. Just like yeah, mute the mic and just start doing some like Gordy throat stuff. <laughs> How much sign language do you know? Can you at least tell us which house it's in? I could, I could, I could do Numbers. the house by hand. <laughs> I got this. I got this. So yeah, okay. But the square, the square from Neptune's coming from your second house, Aquarius. Okay. So the illusion um, might even be, (sighs) okay, so the 5th, 11th house, right? This is the fun by yourself and fun with friends axis. Second house square is basically saying like, you're not even aware of how much money you're spending when you're going out. That could be one way that this is playing out, right? Because Neptune, Neptune gives us this like fog especially in the second house. It's like, I don't even know what's coming in or what's coming out. Um, So that could be a potential danger to watch out for. However, Saturn being in your sign is helping you ground this energy down, right? Hopefully it's helping you or rather forcing you (laughs) to uh, (laughs) check yourself a little bit, especially now that Saturn's in retrograde. So Aquarius, you're being asked to... um, (sighs) 
really take stock of of your i the parts of your identity that are probably potentially going a bit haywire you're being asked to rein them back in a little bit um there's a lot in your life actually that you could be rethinking or going back over again with Saturn going retrograde in your sign, especially as it pertains to your friend groups and um, what you actually do for fun. So these are some things to think about and yeah, just be really careful about being like defrauded right by people um, with this, that Neptune square. Okay. That's so perfect. I love that. Um, Okay. I'm going to start with that one because I've got the three of pentacles. I love this card with the crows. <clears throat> so with all that said, I mean, the three of pentacles is about supporting, building things together. And I love that the crows are, you know, their thought and memory. If we look at certain cosmologies, but they're also, you know, those birds that go in between, they're known for being, you know, very intelligent, um, kind of psychic ability type of stuff. So being intuitive with your spending, but also, I mean, crows live together. They flock together. It's so fun to watch them like tree hunt because they'll just like go through the neighborhood and be like, hey, guys, what about this tree? And then they'll all flock to a different one but, and they'll do that like all day. Um, so there's that aspect of it, too. But what you're saying, Kaylee, that it was making me think of like, now is kind of the time to start investing in your community. Like I've saw some other posts about this. Like if you need jeans and you know somebody who makes clothes, bite the bullet, spend the extra money and invest in the community, right? Because isn't that the deception that things are cheaper, but you get what you pay for and you're still feeding the machine. So that this is the kind of thing that's coming up. And with that, you have the five of cups. So here's that psychopomp figure again with the owl looking at the eggs that have already hatched kind of this longing like look what's gone look what's already you know but there's more there's more eggs in this nest there's still so much that you can give like rather than mourn what you've invested in the machine like you're saying like this with college like oh my gosh right what an investment we believe that this is an investment and sometimes it's a great investment and sometimes we know it's garbage. <laughs> so, you know, we can, this is part of that grief process. We can stay upset about it or choose to start flying into other directions because this is what we're trying to build. Intuitive communities, connected communities. I like that the pentacles are all colored. Like this is like the nest. It's so cool. So yeah, that's what I got for you. And Aquarius is about that community. It's all about it. I love that. That's really cool how that tied in. Aquarius. uh, What the shit? Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, Okay, Aquarius. So I got for you the King of Cups. He's a fierce king. I'm not going to lie. He looks a little bit intense. It's like, Jesus. I mean, it is technically a Scorpio card. So like, you know, I would expect nothing less, but some intensity <laughs> and temperance. <clears throat> 
So this is fun. Um, <laughs> with the King of Cups, I feel like. So the King of Cups is a little bit more mature, right? At least on the surface. <laughs> it does look a little constipated. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> let it Distractions. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you really do need to let it out so that, you know, some transmutation can occur. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> some purging. No, the King of Cups is artistic, soulful, right? Kind of matches my voice a little bit, right? A little, a little, a little husky, a little like, a little serious, a little intense. You know, he's kind of a little bit really seductive. intense, a little seductive, probably a little bit really seductive. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> and then with temperance here, okay, you're meant to take this cup and match it with an equal force. It's different. That's opposite. So perhaps temperance is asking you actually to temper. The, the emotions a little bit maybe just a touch I don't even remember what sign it is already but I gave just gave some of the advice to channel it to something creative right so just be sure that you're using your uh, kundalini energy in a responsible manner <laughs> and uh, that's what I got for you aqua it all fits with uh, what came up here. So we're going to start with the, um, I kind of want to just show you all the cards and then talk about them. So the shaman deck card is flow for Aquarius. Get to that. The first teaching card is the turning point. And the turning point is the beginning of a new cycle. It is a moment. It is a time for regeneration. It is. I mean, look at this. It even looks like pipes <laughs> like that are flowing around back into each other in this circular fashion. This is the life force energy supporting the body or the earth or the yin, the reciprocal or the receiving principle. So what's really important about this here is that you're being asked to put your life force and your focus and your emphasis into the receptive mode. OK, so to tie this into flow, as I'll do as throughout this is that uh, the flow card is really about your intention set in motion and not needing to try to control the situation anymore that it should be effortless if it's all going to work out properly the new cycle that you're wanting to start is a cycle of this you know effortless action woo way as regenerative uh, aspect where you begin to recognize the inevitability of your own growth and evolution as opposed to the, the other thing that the turning point could be the thing about that is that it could be a return. So we need to be careful. We're always going to be in a spiral path with a return, but the uh, turning point actually changes in the, the coin flip to 54, the marrying maiden. So this is a card all about low self-esteem compromising yourself to somebody who is interested in manipulating you or, you know, making yourself subordinate to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now, other aspects of the compromise could tie into what Rachel was talking about with what we choose to buy, where we put our money. You know, that's an aspect of our flow. That's an aspect of our intentions being projected. But obviously it could relate to a relationship or how you go about making money yourself. And the other aspect that I want to, I don't want to say warn about, but Aquarius, <laughs> I'm warning you. <laughs> don't you become the manipulator. All right. 
when this turning point changes to the marrying maiden, however that comes up for you, be aware of this dynamic in yourself and make the choice that instead of compromising your values or trying to project your intentions onto another person, instead make whatever compromise is helpful for flow. So if that compromise means uh, I can't, or I don't, I have a strong, a strong sense that if I, you know, spend time with this person too much, then it's going to be an impediment to my flow state that I'm not going to be putting my creativity into action, something like that. So consider how the compromise might be used in a positive sense to compromise with yourself and say, all right, I've had enough time over here. I don't want to subordinate myself to this because that's an impediment to flow. And I want to instead apply that, that notion of right timing in the sense that if somebody or something is right for me, they're not going to disappear on me if I go do my thing. And Aquarius, that's what you're all about anyway, <laughs> doing your own thing. So uh, keep that in mind that you're in the start of a new cycle, but don't fall into, don't return to the old pattern of either manipulating or being manipulatable and succumbing to that low self-esteem that doesn't believe and know that your intentions are powerful enough to come manifest without you needing to apply a hammer to it or without you needing to be uh <laughs> you know enslaved to the desire to make it happen i love you chance that was beautiful yeah that was awesome that was perfect way to tie it together bro <laughs> my brother I like being third. It makes it easier as I can just rip <laughs> off what you already said. It's awesome. I love it. Just and you know, Aquarius is literally about flow. I mean, that's the etheric flow, the water flow, the air flow, all those aspects of flow. Exactly. Sometimes liberation needs to come in order to maintain flow. Word. So Capricorn. Capricorn. What Speaking of Capricorn, I'm putting my I Ching deck in numerical order right now to make this easier with the coins because I never draw off of it really. This makes more sense. So <laughs> that's a very I Capricorn thing to do. Getting real organized. Yep. Got to do the work. I love it. <laughs> okay. So Capricorn. satisfying, right? It's so satisfying. <laughs> it, it is. And you know, Rachel said something that she does with her decks um, to ensure that they are precise and I fucking love it and I started doing it myself and now it makes it so that there's no guessing whether stuff is upright or reverse because she goes and puts all of them back in the correct facing way to like clear the energy and reset the deck basically and then when something comes up reversed you know it's supposed to be reversed I love that I just go well, full shuffle crazy mode it is also I'm like people reverses practice. all day <laughs> It makes my Capricorn part so happy. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, it's all in order. Oh, I wouldn't put it in order, but facing well, the correct direction. Right. Yes. Yes. Order yes. in general. <laughs> Speaking Loose. of order or not being able to have order or control, <laughs> this full moon is happening in your 12th house, Capricorn. The 12th house is a house of endings. It is a house of spirituality. It is a house of letting go. So you're letting go of something that you've needed to let go of for a long time. 
it's time to let that bitch go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, see, right, let it light go. your candle to Saint Felician today. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Patron saying goodbye. <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. Okay, yeah, for real though. Yeah. What's really cool about this being a 12th house full moon is quite literally you could be experiencing some really intense dreams, um, especially with that square square from Neptune, baby. So pay attention to your dreams over the next like week, right? I mean, if you haven't already been, like, what, what are you doing if you haven't been? But <laughs> for real, though. <laughs> but, okay, with the Saturn retrograde grounding this energy down, this is about letting things go that you need to in order to save <laughs> your sense of self-worth or correct your sense of self-worth or improve your sense of self-worth, right? Because Saturn is in your second house right now. This also has a lot to do with finances and things like that. But we're talking on a more esoteric level today because this is a Sag full moon. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. What you got for me, Rachel? Not well, me, the energy of Capricorn, not just me. <laughs> you specifically, let me say. <laughs> oh no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Power car. Just <laughs> All right. So the first one that I can see, because the other one's face down, this one came up face up. It's Ten of Cups. And these birds are having a party. They are having a time. They are really happy about it. There's growth, there's life. Um, there's blossoms. I want to say that's maybe it's a peony. Peony smell amazing. I think that yeah, and a little rainbow up ahead, up at the top. And they're edible, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I want to eat them now. <laughs> um, so this, I mean, this is awesome. This is the goal, right? Emotional complete fulfillment, that totality. And that's, I mean, I have that meme that's like when you, <laughs> when Capricorn cleans their room, they feel like their whole life is in order, right? When things are working out well, that's how it's it feels. It's it true. is. It is true. <laughs> like, ah, oh, the world is right. Um, but there's also this page of cups floating. So you've reached 10, you've reached this place of completion. Maybe you've climbed, you've gotten up to a plateau. Um, you know, you scaled a cliff on that mountain, but there's more and this is kind of starting you up, but you're not starting at zero. You're starting from the page, which is really kind of nice. Navigating new emotions. I think that would be the next step because we can navigate new thoughts, um, but navigating new feelings and new messages from spirit, that can be a little bit rough. She's not really, she's kind of looking into these flowers, which is kind of nice. Like, look at the beauty, admiring the beauty, but she could also get lost in these daydreams with this page. And I mean, of course, there's a rabbit in this one. Gosh. But, you know, that's something to be conscious of. I mean, when you're in a good place, you are going to daydream. You are going to get new visions and be open to that. I think, you know, follow the joy, follow the fun. Chances like, I feel like I need that on a shirt or something like <laughs> follow the fun because it's the follow truth. The fun. So there's that. 
spiritually your boss. Okay, Capricorn. Yo. <laughs> we got the Ace of Swords reversed. The fuck? The fuck? Is that, was that underneath? Yo. So you definitely got some kind of news or are getting some kind of news. What the fuck? <laughs> some extreme is that downloads. What's interesting about the upside down is is that uh, the blade, this card has specific meaning talking about pointing your sword down. Anyway, I'll get to that. Wow. Okay, get to it. Get to that. Oh, what the fuck, Capricorn? Okay, dude, seriously. Okay, you're getting some kind of crazy downloads and insight all throughout today, all throughout this week. Just expect that. Okay, just fucking expect it. Um, You need to be honest with yourself. Number one, you need to be honest with yourself. If you're not being honest with yourself, then what's the point, right? At the end of the day, you can lie to everybody else. But if you're not honest with yourself, you're going to (laughs) know. You're going to know. The other thing is watch out for manipulation from other people, right? Just watch out for manipulation. Um, And in the end, really, I mean... You can be swindled, right? You can you can be swindled. But how often do we put ourselves into the positions where we see red flags and we don't pay attention to them? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> then is it really you? Like, fool me once, right? Fool me twice. Who's the fool now, motherfucker? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Once you let this shit go, right? Um, after you've been having all these downloads, all this lovely stuff, then the Ace of Wands comes in. Okay, so we got two Aces: the Ace of Swords reverse, and then the Ace of Wands. So first, step one, <laughs> step one, something must be let go of. Okay, step two, open yourself to receive the new. The promise is there for something beautiful and new and passionate. And like Rachel just said, follow the fun. If something isn't fun and, uh, you know, it's time to let it go, let it go (laughs) so that you can welcome in something beautiful and new so that your energy is clear. So you can actually devote it in that direction that you want to go in. Boom, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Capricorn, we got the small is beautiful. Number 62. This is about finding, it's about paying attention to the little details, you know, seeing the beauty in all things. It is the mountain or the keeping still supporting the arousal or the lightning bolt, the, the life force energy. So it's advising small, small is beautiful is kind of a, the way Capricorn rolls anyway, paying attention to all the details and having them organ, orderly and straight. But the, um, the important thing about this is that it's about having a strong foundation in recognizing the interconnectedness in all things and the the magic and even the smallest gesture. But what is being asked for you right now, the changing lines for this are your foundations. <laughs> First of all, the bottom two lines are changing in the top line. So it's like a big change is actually half of the lines are changing here. Uh, that means that you need to get comfortable Capricorn with letting go of needing to be rooted in the material details of the situation. <laughs> Open up to letting spirit be your foundation. Uh, paying, you know, spirit being the yang energy. Cause we're, but this is a transition into prosperity. This is what you wanted anyway, Capricorn. You wanted the bag. 
<laughs> so for, when we shift from prosperity out of small is beautiful, we're changing on the bottom two lines and the top line from giving us a uh, yang on the bottom and the clinging or the fire energy on top. And I know that those uh, love and light vibes are not Capricorns. <laughs> Primary modus operandi. <laughs> I recognize that. What are you that, saying, but, Chan? Um, yeah. okay. <laughs> so small is beautiful okay. is telling you slow the hell down, actually. Slow the hell down because if you are about to cut ties with someone that you see as toxic or bail on something because you're not into it, um, you might want to wait till you've cooled off a little bit before you do that. And that's what the blade is telling us. That's what the blade is here for. The blade is talking about the healing ability of it or the weaponary ability of it, right? You can use it as a healing capacity to bestow your intentions upon reality or cut cords from the past, sever toxic relationships, what have you. But, uh, you know, Capricorn, you might also be afraid of using the blade because you don't want to hurt somebody. And again, if you do this in the slow and methodical way that you're good at, that'll work out. I mean, honestly, one of the things about cutting ties with toxic people to realize is that if you get into your zone of prosperity, which is letting your, this is all about putting your foundation into spirit and into your awareness and focusing your awareness on that, which you're passionate about. Okay. And if that's the zone you're in and you're magnetizing the good fortune to yourself through that, and you're constantly in recognition of what you're grateful for and what you love in life and what you want and where the fun is, then the blade doesn't have to be used as a weapon. You don't have to cut anybody off. The uh, the beings that do not thrive in the environment of light and abundance are just going to drop off anyway. So be aware that your blade should not be used in service to toxic emotions. And even if you think you're cutting somebody off because they're toxic, but you're using that blade in the weapon form, uh, that that's actually in service to the toxic emotions. And you don't even need to do that. <laughs> All you really need is to get into your zone of highest excitement and draw in the success through, you know, it's connecting to small is beautiful, finding the extraordinary in the ordinary, ordinary. That's what it's about recognizing that you're in a realm of abundance at all times and that you don't need to be in a rush to make all the pieces fit or get everything that you need, that what you need is already always there and you just need to see it. And that's what I got to say to you, Capricorn. That's beautiful. Thanks, Chance. Beautiful. <laughs> Nicely tied together. Rachel, what'd you just see? Two more doves. Two more doves. Got some divine messaging. Beautiful. I was checking to see if these were doves, but they are trash doves. So, <laughs> sorry. See Jim Maiden in the chat. <laughs> Fuck you, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> pigeons. Oh Party pigeons. Party pigeons. That's so funny. Well, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Sagittarius. So Sag. Wow, this is a fun one. <laughs> so full moon in the first house, okay? So something is manifesting or changing about your appearance, right? Because first house is your appearance, your personality, um, or how others view you. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, 
The square is actually coming from your second, third, fourth house. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. So some some deep emotions, some really deeply held and private emotions are basically <laughs> coming up for you to deal with right now. And it might very well be that um they or even a situation in the home physically like i'm trying to think of this more esoterically but sometimes it plays out in a very literal fashion in front of our eyes so anyway some situations going on in the home is causing you to change either your perception of yourself or how other people see you and that's not necessarily a bad thing um saturn is in your third house and now that he's going retrograde uh this is an excellent opportunity to Really, like, take stock um, on paper what some of these changes are, actually, right? So third house is about writing, is about learning, is about speaking, is about siblings. Um, so actually, an issue with the sibling could be coming up as well. But on a more, like, personal level, this is a good opportunity for you to, like, check uh, or maybe you can even, like, start learning something new, like a new language or learn how to change something about your parents that makes you feel more stable and grounded. That's kind of how I'm looking at this right now. So what you got for Sag, Rachel? Um, well, you start off with the high priestess. So that's kind of nice, right? But you have the three of swords with this and the eight of cups. So there is a sense of gnosis. There's a sense of mystery to what's going on, getting tapped in. Um, but I am, is this a head over heart issue? Cause are you not addressing something emotional? I like that there's crows in this one too. Unfortunately, there are blades going through their poor little hearts. So when your mind is in control, you might not be getting the messages that you desire. You might not also be having the relationships that you desire. With the Eight of Cups, that's what we were saying earlier. That old self, it's it's going to take leaving that. I mean, these are pages on the ground, like from a book. They're falling from his pack. Parts of the story have to be left behind. But I like the Eight of Cups instead of, you know, the Five, because the Eight is pretty definitive. This guy's not looking back to go get these pages. They're falling. They're gone. Whatever is important is going to stay. This feels a lot more serious than it probably could be. Because I think the high priestess is really beautiful. And that can be a stabilizing force through all this. Is your daily practices, you know, developing good habits, really loving yourself, being in devotion, not just to the divine, but the divine that's you. Because you are the divine. You are that expression. And that's really what the high priestess is about. And the things we don't know are just the things that we don't know about each other yet. Or ourselves. I love that. I love how that tied into the astrology too. Beautiful. Also, yeah. you said or you mentioned that the high priestess could bring could be the stability. And what I love about that is that I pulled the four of cups. This is a cancer card. This is quite literally moon and cancer. Okay. Four of cups, right? This is about 
having stable emotions and a stable home. And it's interesting to me that I'm seeing Neptune in the fourth square this full moon bring up something instable or unstable in the home. Something else that the four of cups could be pointing to as well, though, is sometimes, Kate, these cups are extremely overflowing. And sometimes having a lot of stability and all of the things that you want all at the same time can bring about a a sense of complacency um, or like excess. Excess is the word I'm looking for, especially with that Neptune in the fourth house, right? This is the signature actually of alcoholism in the home. So be very, very cautious about that and make sure that you are applying temperance to yourself, right? So, but I mean, overall, Four of Cups is really beautiful. You're feeling nourished, right? You're getting the need, the, your your needs and your wants met. And it came out upright. So just make sure that there's balance. That's all. And then you also got the Princess of Pentacles. So that's really beautiful. This points to, I think, the change that's occurring for you right now. Um, it's fabulous energy, right? It's something tangible that is beginning at this time. So I'm curious about how that's falling for you guys, if that resonates and what kinds of things you're trying to actually build with this princess energy. So let us know in the chat. Big princess energy. <laughs> Big princess energy. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one then I know Rachel would be better to riff on than me probably, but the uh, I Ching card for Sag is grace. Mm. Grace is the clinging, supporting the keeping still, the fire under the mountain. So this is all about, especially for Sagittarius, right? I see this is about seeing the beauty in all things, in others for sure. And maybe you already excel at recognizing the beauty. Uh, But also you feed that beauty in the external world by recognizing it within yourself and an external and internal way. So the grace card is about self-expression. I know in the gene keys, it has to do with um, overcoming the shadow of dishonor and getting into graciousness, which is a gratitude perspective. Uh, So the changing line is the very bottom line. The bottom line changing to a open line gives us mountain over mountain instead of fire under mountain. So we're back to this keeping still Buddha card, which is definitely advising for Sagittarius to put that vision within into the meditative space as a way of, you know, activating that renewing energy of being in composure and equipose, right? And the ancient ones, (laughs) the ancient ones, this is the card that came out from the Shaman Oracle. So this is a card about the ascended masters, really, but maybe from the more shamanic perspective, shamanic tradition. And recognizing, too, that even if an ancestor doesn't fit the bill of, you know, all these Western occult ascended master type ideals or ascension cult ideas of the new age, that your ancestors deserve your gratitude, graciousness, and even seeing them, they deserve that. So the uh, Ancient Ones is calling you to do a few things. First of all, make sure that you're in a full state of forgiveness (laughs) not that ancient one but actually you know what wait 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 yes Cholulu too and I'll tell you why (laughs) get out of here Libra moon (laughs) (laughs) Cholulu too because Cholulu is one of your ancestors man he's way back there and uh, he's so far Mm. back that most people either forgot about him or they're fucking scared of him because he's got so many tentacles 
And you're never going to have to give them a hug. All right. But maybe in your mind while you're doing the meditation, just imagine loving the unlovable, giving Chalulu a big, sloppy, mushy, moist tentacle hug, you know, at least hugging one of the tentacles, whatever you can get your arms around. (laughs) That's some interesting shadow work. Yeah, no, but I'm serious here, though. The the idea of this card, the ancient ones, is about recognizing the karmic loop you might be in is only held in place by your refusal to forgive yourself or an ancestor or ancestors. All right. So back to the idea of that four of cups and about what you said in terms of uh, addiction, uh, like alcoholism and addiction, that forgive yourself if you're struggling with that type of a thing. You know, I know Sagittarius is the temperance card. It's all about finding that balance in the what's pleasurable and what's healthy. (laughs) So first of all, forgive yourself for whatever it is you may have or may be struggling with in that regard. And any ancestors that may have contributed to that or maybe have been riding along with you trying to get the fix that you've been going after. So forgive yourself and realize you're part of a larger tapestry and that that, um, you know, Give yourself the freedom and space to recognize that you're going to still be somewhere. You're still going to exist. You're still going to be here in 10,000 years and maybe start visualizing that level of your existence and, and anchoring in the power of that phase of development here and now, rather than holding on to the story of whatever it is that disempowers you, that the ascended masters, the ancestors that have gone beyond and have and you know, the, that type of energy, the master shaman, they are you. I am my mother. I am my father, like was said in the uh, premiere with Joshua and you and Benjamin, Rachel. It's really helpful. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, focus on the beauty, feed the beauty by, by keeping your eyes on that and not on the challenge, the struggle, the, the karmic loop story. And if you find yourself in any trouble with that, then get into the meditative mode and release the busy mind that may be getting in the way and particularly might be a fun exercise to actually meditate on what type of being you might be in 10,000 years and like specifically do that as a thought experiment, meditative practice, including giving Kalu- Kalulu Cholulu a hug. <laughs> Listen here, Sagittarius. I know you're wild and shit, but what the fuck? <laughs> It's always legs day. <laughs> I've been waiting I never to say said that. Anything I've been waiting about patiently. Getting with Lulu, but I'm sure he's probably Jonesing, you know. Satch, I know you're into all types of weird, freaky stuff, but that's a little. I don't know. I mean, I'm not judging, but I mean, not for not for everyone. <laughs> Red light. Red light. <laughs> pineapple what's your safe word shit i think pineapple is not the safe word not the safe word pineapple is, um, there's more beyond word oh no i've been pineapple using pineapple when you invite in to into the bedroom for the sex swing <laughs> no no it's when you make a sex swing out of chalula's tentacle I'm blaming Sagittarius for this derailment. (laughs) Sagittarius, what the fuck? Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) 
Scorpio. Hashtag giggle like tarot. Please share this with your mom. Get done with Sag and move into Scorpio. Like this is this happens every time. Yep. <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah, I'm cool with blaming it on Scorpio. <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> it was it was legs that said it though. Okay, anyway. Oh my god, Scorpio. <laughs> so this full moon is happening in your second house. This is the house of. <laughs> Oh my God, the chat's just insane. Okay, this is the house of your values, quite literally your self-worth. That is the basic principle of the second house, right? So you are manifesting a new set of values. Kaylee, you need to fix the banner, damn it. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Libra Moon. See, this is why Libra Moon is great. (laughs) I appreciate you, buddy. Okay. Second house, full moon. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about the square, okay, so the square from Neptune, Neptune is chilling in your fifth house. This is the house of romance. This is the house of sex. This is the house of um, not like bonding kundalini sex, more like casual, like fun, flirty vacation type like flings like that's fifth house. (laughs) So are you spending a lot of money on like some flirtatious uh <laughs> adventure perhaps i don't know that that's that's definitely a possibility um or or alternatively alternatively you could be using this energy in the fifth house of creativity to find some kind of like side hustle using your artistic skills especially with neptune being there and channel that into making money or you're realizing you're spending actually way more money on your hobbies than you're making so it's like uh <laughs> How you how are you gonna balance that out? Um the Saturn trine. Saturn's grounding this down into your fourth house. So this is quite literally about Saturn in the fourth house is very literally about laying a solid foundation so that the rest of your life can flourish. So if there's stuff coming up at home, Saturn wants you to deal with it and square it away properly, you know, as Jordan Peterson says, uh, clean your room. And and, uh, that will help everything else flow much more, much more better, much smoother, much more better. Rich, what you got? (laughs) Much more better. Yeah, work hard and then play hard. Um, Actually, have the Knight of Cups for that, which is fitting all this water sign, all this energy. All this passion and Funny, I got discipline in the mix. <laughs> right? Because that's what this knight requires. Otherwise, he's going to get lost. He's going to be like Lancelot storming the castle and like lost not noticing lost. what he's doing. A little fucking rowdy. <laughs> yeah, just a little. So be careful that it's not a red herring in the back. What's that red fish about? Um, so yeah, that king of cups. Knights do require discipline, right? To do anything that they do. So temper yourself. Um, I like that Saturn is about the long wait. You know, it's you're, you'll get there. You'll get there. Just pace yourself. You don't want to like ruin this horse either. Like you can run yourself down emotionally. You can get so hyped up and so hyped up. By the time you do the thing that you're hyped up about, you won't have energy for it. And that's kind of robbing yourself of the beauty. That you're in search of. So yeah, that's what I got. 
I can hear my niece right now yelling below me somewhere in the house, just singing, just belting something out at the top of her lungs. It's so cute and so sweet and so distracting. I love it. I hadn't pulled cards yet, so just give me a sec here. Oh, okay. okay. There they are. Oh, <clears throat> oh, Scorpio. Interesting. So we have the Three of Pentacles. So we're building something. Okay. The Three of Pentacles was really about channeling all of that beautiful yang energy that comes from mars and putting it into it literally a constructive focus so remember how i was saying you're laying a strong foundation i mean that could be literal <laughs> but um the point with the three is to make sure that you're working as a team right delegating tasks but also not micromanaging and then you got the hanged man upright and Rachel, would you mind muting? I can hear myself a little bit. Oh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Oh, that's better. Oh, yeah. See, look, look, chance I'm learning. <laughs> you should have you should have heard Libra Moon when I could do that echo. I was like <laughs> good, good restraint. <laughs> but it's good not restraint. my show. Good restraint. So that hangman energy is coming in, right? <laughs> where do you need to flip your perspective where are you getting lost in the sauce <laughs> that's hilarious perhaps you need to um really be focusing inward at this time okay um especially with that fourth fourth house energy i was talking about so take this take this three of pentacles right and really turn inward and what are you working on on the inside right especially okay especially with this full moon being in the second house of values maybe you need to take stock of okay what actually are my values what do i actually give a shit about um and are you living in alignment with that so that's what the hangman is asking you to do i think um combined with the three of pentacles is really take a minute to like okay do i value fun safety food <laughs> and what order right and then where are you not perfectly matched up with that can i see both of your cards again just flash them or tell me what they were the three of pentacles and the hanged man Hangman is Scorpio, is it? AF. Scorpio AF. It could be Scorpio, Pisces. What did you get, Rachel? Um, I had the Knight of Cups. Okay, cool. So I had duration. Uh, back to that idea of like slow down. I know that I know that Scorpio, especially when it's uh, your sun sign. A lot of them, I know it's not the whole defining thing about who you are, but a lot of Scorpios I know in the sun sign, they are afraid of the deep long-term commitment. And even when they get themselves into it, they <laughs> they often will like sort of sabot blow up the situation as an excuse to get out of it and uh, maybe an unconscious blowing up of it, right? When the scorpion feels trapped, it can sting itself to death. 
I'm not saying that to you out there listening right now, Scorpio. I'm just saying that I Ching is asking for you to recognize that if you want to go far, then you go with a deep commitment to whatever it is. And the duration card is just that it is the, it has the, it has the picture of mountains over it and the different seasons, but actually what it is on the energetic level is the arousal, the life force energy, the lightning bolt, very Scorpio type of energy supported by the breath, which is gentle, which means that I know you got a lot of that, like, especially with what Kaylee brought up in the sky clock, a lot of zealous <laughs> excitement on um, in a lot of ways ready to go. But you're being asked, I think, at this time to look for how you can strengthen your stability by mm, finding something to be deeply committed to or staying committed to that which is actually serving you. And this is changing the changing lines here is right in the middle, changing us to number seven, discipline. So discipline is not just about, um, you know, having a strategy and sticking to it that allows you to progress and that sort of mental, uh, staying mentally on task and doing the exercise every day, whatever it might be, or what have you. But it's also about authority. It's about leadership. This is, it's translated as discipline, but it's often explained as a authority or like a general with his troops. So in that sense, I think you're really ready for commitment to the aspects of life in which you can be a leader. And the best way to be a leader is, of course, by example, if you want people to be better and be more aligned with what you want them to be like or what you think would be healthier for them as a better way of putting it. Cause we don't want to be manipulative here. Then it requires that. I always just say this, like if you want anyone to be interested in the information you have or the practices you're into, then show them how great your life is by actually doing that thing rather than trying to tell them what to do. Now the other side of this or the other card I drew is Pachamama. This is the Gaia card, right? So this is about the honoring of that mother energy uh, in the planet itself and within yourself and within other people. So the main message of the Pachamama card is about recognizing that joy and pain are both invitations to experience and discover love. Not just your romantic love or not just your physical carnal love, but the deep joy of existence <laughs> that existence is actually a total celebration and you were never cast out of the garden of Eden. You never lost your mother in any form. And that if you're experiencing any melancholy right now, that that's an invitation to return to the boundless joy of being connected to the larger web of life. And also the fact that you can be, you know, the fact that discipline is coming in here and duration is coming in here, that you're actually a director of the entire movie of life on earth, not just in your sphere. So, <laughs> uh, you know, get after it, stop suffering through, you know, stop suffering through, through self-created self-inflicted pain and wounds. And instead just let the, uh, every breath feel good, embrace it all, you know, including the pain, let that, let yourself know the love that is in both of those feelings, I think. Beautiful chance. While you were talking there, 
um, actually during the entire Scorpio reading, I had this interesting kind of like pain come up my back. Sometimes, sometimes this is just me, but sometimes it is energy that I'm picking up from that sign. Okay. So this spot specifically is right in the solar plexus, right? So, um, <laughs> are you, uh, how are you sitting with your own willpower right now? And I think that's kind of interesting how that ties into the messages about not being manipulative. So, so my, my read on Scorpio right now, not just from this read, but like my current experience with Scorpio in the world <laughs> and, and people that come to me in that through that lens is that the willpower side is really strong right now. You might be feeling that, but very close to that solar plexus area is the heart. And back to what I was just saying, I mean, I'm, I'm picking up on Scorpio right now. That's where I'm um, feeling it. Scorpio is in a position right now in the collective of right on the verge of finally allowing themselves to feel some kind of deep pain or grief that they've been blocking from themselves with that, that exoskeleton, if you will. And it's safe to do that. It's not going to compromise the strength of your will if you do that. And in fact, the fact that the, your will is rising up right now to align with that release so that you no longer have to feel victim to negative energy of the world, of other people, of complainers, of, you know, the current state of society, any of that. You actually, Scorpios are going through this right now. I'm sensing it. And, uh, you know, it's a mystery what it is, what process that allows that finally that feeling to come through that we've been armoring from ourselves. But take it from me. The first step is to ask for it and be committed to it and then watch and wait with a, a disciplined, a disciplined approach of like leading yourself through the process. And however that, it, however that works for you. I hope that helps. That's amazing chance. Yeah. yeah I think that applies to pretty much everybody because everybody has Scorpio in their chart. But especially if you have a heavy Scorpio placement, heavy, especially if you have like, say, if you're the Pluto and Scorpio generation and South Note's about to hit your Pluto, which is a lot of us on this stream. <laughs> yeah. Love it, Chance. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Libra, Libra, you got to sing Libra. See, Libra, even with a fucked up throat, I'll still sing for you. Libra. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So this full moon is happening in your third house. Third house is the house of learning, of talking, of listening, of writing, speech, siblings. So that's fun. What you going to write about, Libra? I, I you tell, you. tell us your life story. What? Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I That's misheard okay. you and thought you said the her, third house of lemonade. <laughs> yes. What are you going to write about? <laughs> are you going to write about lemonade? Because that'd be cool. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yesterday, I just had a huge weird whim to write up everything I've that I could fit into like an infographic PDF about Solfeggio and the magic of three six nine and. It was like once I started, I couldn't stop. I was on this train and it took a couple hours and then I had it done. And I was like, wow, that just literally emerged out of the ether with no plan for that to happen. And now, uh, as Gabriel says, I need, apparently I needed to empty my cup about that because I've been trying to get people to explain it to people in piecemeal here and there, different people. And 
you know, they're like, what do you want about? That's a lot of numbers. <laughs> it feels really good to have that all, all laid out. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the chat. Yeah. Yep. Definitely do that up. That's a great infographic. I love it. But yeah, third house, right? You're finally at the point where you can publish something or almost at the point where you're publishing, you're finishing one stage and moving on to the next. I feel like actually, because this is a third house and the square to Neptune is coming from your sixth house, that could really just some kind of pressure in your daily environment, um, whether it's at work or whether it's with your daily habits, there's some kind of pressure going on where it's actually giving you the, um, the inspiration for what you're going to write, right? Like the best stories aren't just like, la-di-da, we went for a walk and had a picnic and that was it. There's always some like strife or character development or character develop- character development because of the strife. So <laughs> what are you experiencing right now? That's so crazy that you got to tell us about. I would love to hear it. Um, <laughs> the trine and sextile from Saturn is coming from your fifth house. So this is about developing discipline in your creative life, um, your creative life, or even with your children. So I'm actually watching this play out right now where um, I'm seeing people struggling with actually providing structure for their children and needing to change how they do that. So the Saturn retrograde in your fifth house is hopefully giving you some ideas or opportunities to go back and actually give either your inner child, if you don't have actual physical children, um, or your artistic practices, some kind of structure and um, I guess, yeah, structure is the, the best word for that. So what you got for us, Rachel? Speaking of structure... The three of pentacles came back out. Oh, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> that teamwork, that working together, um, building each other up, building yourself up, building your nest with all this nest action up here. But also I like, I like all the stars in here because you also got the star. So allowing yourself to shine. And the star in this particular image is a little bit like temperance in that it has this watery aspect because when stars shine, they are pouring things out. They're pouring light. They're sharing light. But it's just something that radiates from who you are as a being. And understand that when you do that for yourself, you do that for others. You, you almost give them permission to do the same. Authenticity is contagious. Love is contagious. And everybody wins like that. All right, I'm going to go next this time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to streamline the process here. You know, is that okay, Kaylee? I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Asking a Capricorn. Because I don't want to end. Honestly, because I don't want to end on what for Libra on what I got for Libra. Okay. All right. So this is actually good because this is perfect. This is super Libran of a couple of Iching cards. (laughs) Maybe like shadow Libran. But so first of all, I want to say I have very much felt what you're talking about, the pressure of trying to publish something. I'm in the in phases of a particular side project that, you know, uh, to find time in my day to do it, I really have to make the time instead of randomly jumping on a stream like this. <laughs> but this is too fun. I can't miss the Monday Night Tarot. I really appreciate you guys letting me hang out. 
I'm stealing your thunder a little bit. I know that, but <laughs> all right. Libra got stand still. Hmm. Whoa. This is, this is when the yin tries to put the yang or I'm sorry. This is when the yang tries to put the yin in the subordinate position. When the masculine tries to be on top of the feminine, you know, think you get pinned down. <laughs> I'm not talking about the missionary position. I'm sorry. Sorry for saying that. <laughs> but I am talking about how when we try to put our, let's say, spirit, our spiritual awareness in this high place above our material body uh, and almost separate them out like that, then we actually find ourselves in a place of stagnation because we're missing the point that spirit and body are actually one in the same, that your body is a manifestation of that spirit, that your unconscious is actually the pro I don't want to say program in like a negative simulation sense, but the unconscious is actually the program that's even feeding the data to the conscious mind. And when the conscious mind is like, I'm in charge, I don't, I'm in control of this subconscious part. That's never really true. It's like the question of when you're in a dream and you feel that you've become lucid, you can't you still can't prove if you're actually quote unquote lucid dreaming and in control of the dream, or if the thing that gives you the dream is giving you the experience of thinking that you're controlling the dream. You're never going to know. <laughs> you can't, you can't know that, but we're going to move forward from there. Um, this is just about being aware of places in your life where things have ground to a halt because you're kind of trying to uh, take, take a controlling action over something that should be more of a receptive mode. Okay. So then <laughs> the, the, uh, the diagnosis continues <laughs> into the changing lines. Interesting that they've all had changing lines. That's not particularly common, but I like it. Opposition. This is when we have the, the joyous or the, the pink trigram under the clinging, which is the fire. So this is about like, this is when the passionate part of ourself becomes the dominant side over the, the multiplicity or the, uh, the mirror, the many mirrors around us. All right. So we're really passionate. We're fired up about what we think, believe and love, but then we're seeing, and we're putting in a, we're putting them below us in our perspective, all the myriad other points of view that are around us, or maybe just one other person's point of view. And this is, basically creating a, a communication gap and disharmony or misunderstanding, even potentially leading to estrangement, continuing the standstill by thinking that like what you love or the way you like it is the only right way. And there's such a thing as a wrong way for sure, but we need to release that. And Libra, I know, I know that it's easy to feel like you're pretty much right, <laughs> that you've got the balanced perspective, but your scales can, if your scales are, um, you know, your scales should be always moving up and down, in my opinion. Uh, the, the chaos and flow of that, of like, oh, well, what happens if I add this to it or take this off of it rather than being like, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm locked in. This is the perfect balance. Life is a continual balancing act. If you think you're in the perfect balance, then you are, in a sense, like getting yourself stuck and stagnated. So I know I've been a little long-winded here. The um, smoky mirror is the shaman card that comes up. The smoky mirror is about seeing beyond yourself, really, that there are limitations to what you can perceive. And beyond them is a world of perfect divine order where 
everything is interconnected in such an incredible way that it's pretty challenging to fully grasp that, even though you have the mental acuity of the Libra in your primary configuration. Uh, we need to understand that there is always mystery, that mystery is part of how things come together, and that if you are in a position where you think you've conquered the mystery, you're basically in denial. And there's always more truth to see and don't get into the point of refusing to see someone else's side of the truth or perspective on the truth because you think that you've got it. So go beyond your own story. And uh, I'll stop now. I could say more, <laughs> but I'll stop now because I've been on it for a minute. The smoky mirror, though, is definitely about that look within for sure. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting if you have anything to add on after you see these cards, because I pulled some interesting shit. Libra. <clears throat> Libra. Libra. We got the Seven of Swords reversed. And the Princess of Swords. So if somebody's been sneaking around, right, they're getting caught. Okay. <laughs> There's no getting away with anything. Okay. Whether this is you or whether this is somebody else. It doesn't really matter. The point is that you're narrowly escaping from some really crappy situation, seeing through somebody's deception. Hopefully it's not yours. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's I think hard. it's self-deception self for Libra right now. Right? I think so too. So Princess of Swords is about becoming radically honest with yourself, definitely in this situation. Um, I love the Princess of Swords, how she actually has some ties to, um, actually, Gabe, this is for you. She has, in this deck, she has ties to Medusa and about seeking justice. That's what this Princess of Swords is all about. But, um, yeah, like Chance was saying, you really need to look within to uh, make sure that you're not deceiving yourself in any way. But I want to mention what's on the bottom of the deck, okay? Because I looked at this and it was like, oh, we got the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. So once you move past this deception or self-deception, well, then <laughs> you get to experience some new stage in your journey. Um, this could also be referring to like, once you finally get the words out that you need to get out, right? If they've been stuck because you've been overthinking something and you finally get to the point of flowing with them and you finally get to the point of publishing them, this could be really good for you. So I'll want to add to, to put it in there with the smoky mirror that I knew it. I think that the, uh, <laughs> I think that it's feeling disappointed in yourself or unworthy that is keeping you from seeing the potential in yourself and the, thus other people. So yeah. Libra, you already know this, but the world holds you accountable for what you see, what you create. Seeing and creating are actually one and the same thing. So be careful about the way that you're seeing things and uh, don't be don't be so sure that you have it all figured out with no need for further evolution uh you know don't be in denial see that see through the eyes of faith right mm. faith that you are enough too. um that ties really nicely in like even though i do have these upright for a reason it is important to look at the side you know if they had come out 
upside down. It's important to look at both angles because of that. So what you, what I'm hearing you guys say is don't hog the spotlight, Libra, you know, do be careful of being the star. And All right. Bye guys. Your head, <laughs> you know, I'm logging out team effort. No, it's Jess. structural integrity. <laughs> so, no, I love this. You stay. <laughs> Thank you. No, I literally did what she said by interrupting and talking over her while she's giving us really important data. <laughs> Doggone it, Chance. <laughs> Listen here, Leo Rising. <laughs> you fucking chill. <laughs> Interrupting cow. It. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 me when I get excited. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh wait. So yeah. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Love Jim you just put, said Libro. <laughs> yep (laughs) you guys crack me up okay virgo 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 so this full moon is happening in your fourth house cool fourth house sagittarius oh that would be fun interesting okay virgo so wow i just realized something uh yeah there's a grand or sorry not sorry there's a t-square on (laughs) in all of the other mutable signs but yours so that's some that's some very interesting pressure going on okay so this full moon right this is happening in your fourth house sun is currently transiting your 10th house and in your seventh house you've got the square from neptune So that straight up is just telling me right there that there are definitely some partnerships, whether they are like your committed partnerships, whether like marriage contracts, that kind of thing, business partnerships, whether it's someone that you actually consider to be an open enemy um, that are causing a lot of uh, interesting things to come up for you to deal with. (laughs) With the full moon in the fourth house, this is about assessing your deepest inner feelings and um, trying to change or release them. So that could be changing your perspective on something that could be altering um, just the the meaning of how different things land for you. Um, With the the trine in the sextile to Saturn, that's coming from the uh, seventh it's coming from your sixth house. Interesting. So this is about <laughs> remembering that you are in fact an earth sign and grounding out, grounding down into the reality of being in your body. So if things are crazy at work or things are crazy at home or things are crazy with your partnerships, make sure that you're setting some time to yourself to take care of your physical needs. That's what the sixth house is about. It's your daily habits, your hygiene, your routine. It's about your work environment as well. But with Saturn going retrograde here, this is really about making sure that no matter what chaos is happening outside of you, that you are taking the necessary steps to take care of your own health because it that's where it starts from, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. I mean, that's such, it's so cliche, but I mean, there's 22 in the chat right now and I'm, I've been fucking on point with the astrology. Okay, so just listen, okay? <laughs> Go down into the reality, my friends. <laughs> Listen, Virgo, just do it. <laughs> what do you got for me, Rachel? <laughs> Pretty much that. Just do it. Um, this actually came out oh. like super. It was like slow motion, like eh, maybe. Um, and it came out sideways. So there's that 
sense of hesitancy to to walk into something that you want or that you desire or you know that you've been planning to take that leap um and to be the fool i mean maybe you know going against the grain or doing anything on your own is going to make you look a certain way to the outside world and and you can't be afraid of that um the six of pentacles also came out there's a security a sense of security can be found in the things that you love and find familiar you know it is i don't always like to say that it's about nostalgia because it's not always about that you can find i mean these flowers bloom every year right maybe if they're like that but you know there's always something new and beautiful to enjoy that is familiar it's not always what you expect. At the bottom, it is worth noting this Two of Pentacles and because this is what feels like it's holding this up, is weighing the options because you know that transformation is going to change you, that taking that leap is going to change you, but nothing truly is lost and nothing truly changes, does it? It just changes color or texture, maybe form, but that's okay. Okay, Chance, this is Giggle Tarot, so no, not you can't be too serious. <laughs> I'm over here like, got a lot going on here, Virgo. Virgo, Virgo here's the thing. Virgo is hilarious and hella serious. I don't know how it's both, but. Because it's ruled by Mercury, bro. Oh, okay. Oh, you okay. want me to go? Do you want me to go? All can, right. Can I, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? You're the boss. Me, okay. You're my boss. Yes. Today. Okay. Ooh, this is so fun. Okay. I'm going to go first. And then, then you could go. Oh my God, Virgo. What the fuck? All right. Virgo. So I got the Nine of Cups for you. So that's exciting. That's really exciting. That's really beautiful. Um, Where the fuck is this showing up? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Here's the thing with Sagittarius as your fourth house and with a full moon being there, something adventurous is actually what you find most comfortable. So go on an adventure, have some fun with it. Enjoy life right now. Okay. As much as you can. Right. But here's the other thing. <laughs> I also got the Knight of Pentacles. But reversed. wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. The Knight of Pentacles reversed. So you know how I was saying the seventh house is open enemies as well as partnerships. I I'm getting I'm picking up, okay, that there is a big challenge for you here. Um, but this can be a really good thing, okay? challenge makes us better people um anytime there's an opposition which is a full moon by the way or a square which is a 90 degree angle it's an opportunity for us to take some action and change something about ourselves about our inner reality or about our outer reality as above so below as within so without so if you are in fact being challenged by somebody right now <laughs> this way that way that way if you are in fact being challenged by somebody right now or if you are the one that's kind of burning and salting the fields as you go in along you know uh, <laughs> maybe take a chill pill relax a little bit go have a bath like michael did you know <laughs> do something like that and really nourish yourself because like i said sagittarius full moon this is your fourth house of your deepest desires um and I mean, maybe their, you know, passions could be burning real hot right now. But uh, 
try to try to chill it down a little bit, try to cool it down a little bit by making sure that you're staying in the body, like I said, and um, working on your health right now. Okay. I Chance, concur. I choose you. What was I that concur. card again? Sorry. Oh man, it just made a Pokemon joke. So I got the Knight of Wands. Okay. But, but reversed. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Good. And then and the Nine of Cups. So like there's some spicy things going on. I'm just, you know, just yeah. It totally syncs up with where I'm at on these cards too. So first of all, it's funny because the the coins were like, oh yeah, you, you said that you didn't have any that were unchanging yet. So here's one. <laughs> Good stable coin toss. So there's only one eaching card in the mix. Small is beautiful returns. Very appropriate with the uh I find this to be a very appropriate earth sign type of eaching card in the first place because it's about the tending to the small details. It is the keeping still supporting the arousal. So the mountain under the lightning bolt or the thunder. So this is about paying attention to the little details, right? Slowing down. We had that night show up in reverse. So I think that that's the night of wands. That's a quick mofo. And if he's reversed, it's probably definitely giving the indicator to slow down. Um, and again, small is beautiful is definitely connected to supporting your health or your, your energy with a little more stillness and a little more stability because from that position of stability or keeping still, you know, you might have a chance to smell the roses, so to speak, <laughs> you're not blazing right past them. But the really, I think, important crux of this message turned out to be the shaman cards. Not that the small is beautiful is a bad message. You know, paying attention is always good. And that's what this is about because the beauty and the wholeness is always around you. And if you're focused, if you're kind of too focused on your lover or your enemy or your frenemy, <laughs> you're missing what else is going on in life. Cause you're just like, it's all about them. And interestingly, even though I only had one come up from the I Ching, Two cards fell out on me from the shaman deck. So you're still getting three cards. You're welcome. <laughs> first of all, I think I'm going to do this one first. The beloved. The beloved. So the beloved is, well, well what it sounds like it is about love. But this is about learning through the path of love. Okay, so it is about expanding your vision of what love is beyond just the idea of purely romantic love. Um, specifically, you know, this card warns about the kind of love you fall in and out of. Not that you can avoid that type of experience, but that anytime you're in that experience, you are going to enter the game of projections. So be careful about you know, and this is slow down and pay attention to the details. This is giving you the indication of be careful and pay attention to the real live human being in front of you that you're considering to be your beloved or that you are, you know, pining for or whatever. Um, pay attention to where you're actually unconditionally loving them through the recognition of spirit in them. And that's the divine union where we can grow with them and together and grow through the loving relationship. Um, you know, loving the spirit that's within them, that's calling forth their higher self, their pure nature, which is the same exact nature of I am that you have. So if you're loving that I am in them, 
and not just for the packaging, but be aware that the packaging is, <laughs> it is so illusory that it has everything to do with the story that you created about them. That that's be careful of being in love with the story of who you think they are basically because a that puts them that locks them into that story and b it sets you up for disappointment when they don't live up to a story because they're not a story they're a real human being so you know this is <laughs> this is great though because i think virgo whatever aspect of the beloved that you're experiencing right now and you can have the beloved in all life actually at the higher levels of enlightenment so to speak that we can reach on our path as human beings um, we see that I am energy in everybody and all beings become the beloved. And that doesn't preclude us from having the opportunity for romantic love, but that it transcends the need for romantic love to experience the actual true depth of recognition of all beings as, uh, I hate to use this word, but it is Gemini season right now, mirrors of your true self, because at the highest level, um, you know, the packaging is not a mirror. It is not identical, but the spirit, the ether that animates the body is one thing. In my opinion, my opinion is that life, the thing about the universe that is one is life force energy. Yes, Jenny, even Cholulu, <laughs> especially Cholulu. Um, okay, so I've been on about that for a little bit. The other card is soul retrieval. So this is definitely something that you may be able in an opportunity right now to go through with the beloved whoever they are, maybe with a romantic partner specifically, or just with another human being that you're able to see that higher self within and that spirit within. So soul retrieval is something that we can achieve through many different healing and energy practices that are available to us. I even, I consider sound healing to be soul retrieval uh, in a very technical way, but this is basically giving you the indication that you have an opportunity right now to either recover from childhood wounding, or if you've kind of gone through that process more, more than others, you may be at the opportunity to tap into the, what you call like the Adam Cadmon or the Eve part of you, the part that never left the garden of Eden, right? The one that is still uh, connected to speaking with God and the goddess, you know, that part of yourself, the soul retrieval is about no longer being fragmented. And when you're in the dynamic of romantic love, and in the projection of all that and getting lost in the mirror world, that is fragmentation. So don't get distracted by that part of love because you will get pulled right back into the fires of the upside down night of wands and have the tough feels again, like you've already done. You've done this before. If you're stuck loving the, uh, the projection and the story of who they are uh, of anybody, whether it's a friend, a family member or a romantic partner. So basically the question here to ask yourself on the soul retrieval side is have you compromised yourself in any way to create the illusion that you truly love someone or that they truly love you or to be accepted by someone or to accept someone else uh, take this opportunity to vow and intend to not compromise your integrity in any way even for what we call love uh, <laughs> you know, make sure that there's nothing that you're currently doing or agreeing to that is that, you know, is deeply wrong in the name of love, because that wouldn't be love. That would be the, uh, that would be getting lost in the projection world. That is it. Beautiful. Yeah. I like that. What a 
what a perfect message for Virgo, especially with Neptune in the seventh house. That must be rough. <clears throat> she tells it how it is. <laughs> just, just say it. Just say it. But op- beautiful opportunities for healing all of that shit, right? That's the beautiful. That's the nice side of Neptune. But okay, Leo. Yeah, soul retrieval is like the best type of healing. It's the real thing, you know? Word. It is. It is. If you miss your placenta, you can have that back. (laughs) I had to say it. I had to do it. Everyone is having placenta separation wounding coming up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Who's having placenta separation anxiety? Casserole every night. I like my placenta on an old-fashioned sandwich between a couple slices of bread and cheese and some lettuce and tomato. You people are Sprinkled fucked up. Salad sometimes, you know, grilled. Yeah, I mean it's already kind of flat. It works like lunch meat. My channel's yeah. algorithm is getting bombed right now. <laughs> they're like they're talking about placenta. What the fuck? <laughs> what kind of tarot show is this? <laughs> Jim says, y'all are dishing gravy hotter than Satan's Speedo. I can't help but think of uh, Zardoz. <laughs> oh my God. I need some water. <laughs> you can I go just get rushed water. in here from the grocery store to jump on here and, and bogart your stream. <laughs> Want to go get water while I talk shit about your rising sun? <laughs> no, because then I'll miss all the stuff I need to hear. Like, that's I really need to hear this part. Rachel's like losing her shit right now. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> water in my mouth. I'm like, don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo. <clears throat> Leo. <laughs> so this full moon is in the romantic fifth house. You know what I love about this? You're manifesting a romantic adventure. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Or and right? And or the fifth house can be creative projects. So quite literally putting out some beautiful creative project that is adventurous and feels really lovely. That's what the fifth house is all about, is about expressing from your heart. You know all about this, Leo. That's what this full moon is about, expressing from your heart. Excuse me. This square from um Pisces. Uh, Neptune and Pisces is coming from your eighth house. This is the house of death and rebirth, of taxes, of transformation. Really, it's about transformation. So there's something about this romantic or artistic expression that you can really channel some really beautiful healing energy through um, or be inspired because of this creative or romantic project that is coming to fruition. Um, we'll bring on some kind of transformation on both parts. I have a question. I don't know. What? What's your question? Is this related to that uh, unopened letter I have from the Missouri Taxation Department that I'm afraid to open? <laughs> oh, my God. It could be. <clears throat> Stranger than fiction. Is that where your romantic situation is going with the tax man? <laughs> But, oh my god, that's hilarious. That was a great movie. I actually really love that movie. It was. Wow, dude. Fascinating. Yeah, Neptune in the eighth. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And you know what's really funny about that is that <laughs> Texas are an illusion anyway. <laughs> They're not even real. 
Yo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Teach us how you handle that. Tell us about how you handle that shit. So I'd love to know. I'll give you the update. I'll go open it after this. Or I'll go. I'll oh go get the letter god. and read it on the air after I like, get tomorrow. Oh my god! Return to sender. Look at you though. Your voice is all strong and good to go. This is what you really needed. I did. I did. You know what? I got like, I don't know if this is like soda light or what, but I lost him for a little while and then I found him again. And I was like, oh, <laughs> anyway. The trine and sextile to Saturn retrograde. Good old Saturn. <laughs> That's in your seventh house of partnerships. This is good, though. Honestly, Saturn transiting through the seventh house is not a bad thing. It's asking you to get really serious about what kinds of partnerships you actually want and how are you going to show up in those partnerships, right? That's what Saturn, especially Saturn retrograde is all about. And this is helping you ground down. Like, is this, is this creative project that you're working on or this romance going to turn into something serious with Saturn? Wow. I just got chills fucking everywhere with Saturn in the seventh house. This is an opportunity definitely for you to take whatever beautiful things you're manifesting in your creative life and in your romantic life. And also, (laughs) no, hold on. That's a side tangent, side tangent over here, side tangent over here. (laughs) Take this creative energy that's flowing through your fifth house and find some way to channel it into a longer term project. And, um, you know, uh, that could turn out really, really beautiful. I mean, anytime, any house that Saturn is transiting, by the way, it can bring some interesting things up to the surface, but only if there is a lack of integrity inherent in that house. He's asking you to rebuild and make it stronger, right? So, and any house, really, when you're looking at any house, you can view them as an internal process and an external process. So with the seventh house, like I was saying, this is how you show up in relationships and it's how your relationships literally show up, right? So have fun with it, Leo. <laughs> have fun with it, Leo. I mean, I know Saturn opposite you is heavy as fuck, but just remember that diamonds don't form under no pressure. I don't remember if we use this metaphor last week but it's important it's important to know okay can i do my cards first (laughs) okay just because they fit your astro so much yes you can Uh, say no you can say no (laughs) just do a chance okay so i'm gonna (laughs) all right so leo progress all right you have gained the recognition you've achieved the thing you're out to achieve uh, you're continuing to accelerate in that place. And because you're drawing a stronger amount of spiritual energy to yourself through the natural attention grabbing aspect of who and what you are and the appreciation that is, this is true. Leo, Leo easily gains a lot of appreciation from the world. It's kind of like part of what it's for. Everyone loves that time of year. Right. Um, my point is though, that, that use it wisely. The uh, the atten- attention energy that is coming your way in the form of appreciation is also a spiritual currency that is going to increase your level of clarity about where you are, who you are, what this place is, and allow that to give you a, a you know, channel that into the next dream. All right. So there is no changing lines for progress. 
It is, it is what it is. This is fire over earth, fire over the earth or uh, clinging over yen. And so that's like, I love this art. It's a dancer, dancing guy, right? Continuing his flow state. Just keep going. It's a whirling dervish, actually, I think. But in- interesting that it's fire over earth because the uh, shaman card comes up as earth keeper. The earth keeper card is telling you that you are co-creating the world, but you're also responsible for its well-being. Okay. And so it's telling you, telling uh, Leo people, myself included, that the small dream of success and achievement that you've held onto for so long, it's start it's time to start getting real about the fact that you are, you've, you've done it. You achieved the small dream. You've got the success. It's funny. Like this is hitting me hard because this is actually like something that I was thinking about just the other day as I was like, I think I need the next level of my life dream. I think I need to start figuring out what that is and what it looks like because I'm, I'm experiencing something that I've been personally right now in my, my life and my, my work is that I'm at the place of, I'm at a place where I've been trying to get to for years. (laughs) And, you know, it was just a small dream of like, I want to support myself on my own thing. I want to do my own thing and that be my job and not work for somebody else. But this card is specifically saying you've outgrown that you've got, you've, I say outgrown it because you've, you're there and it's time to move further, time to go farther. Your wildest expectations could really come true at this point. And what is giving uh, the indication to Leo is that the next dream should have something to do with the mantle of the earth keeper. Whether that is helping fret, like becoming more of a force and presence to help others in the world that are your friends rather than just in a work related way. Um, or the fact that your own body, your relationship to your own body and how well you take care of your body is actually a reflection of your relationship to the earth and the stewardship of your own health what you put in your mouth, the thoughts that you allowed to thrive is actually part of your role as an earth keeper and cleaning up the earth and helping all life. So by dreaming big and going further with your going further with your dream, uh, you also are also tapping into the sacred dream of all life on earth and expanding the all life on earth in that sense. Now I drew an extra card for Leo because they deserve it. <laughs> this is a crystal card. It's pray night, pre night, P R E H N I T E. So this is a card referring to inner knowing that there's some kind of prophetic vision. Something profound is going to be coming up and coming through soon. Uh, that's going to really solidify your knowing that there is a higher force in the universe and that you can trust in that. And that that force is really the universal power of love that guides you. So this, this is a a prophecy that you're going to have a prophetic vision of the next level of your, of whatever the meaning and purpose of your life is, is coming. So I think that's that's like an announcement about an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out David Barsky. Yes. Sorry, Chance. That was exciting. No, that's it. I just think, I mean, I think it's cool how those tie together personally, but. Dude, just wait till you get to my cards. Go ahead, Rachel. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's kind of like what you've both been saying this whole time. It's the Ten of Wands. 
everything. You built it. You did the thing. You have everything. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, what's the next step, Leo? And are you satisfied? Are you happy at the end of this? Like, she's either, like, taking a breather, like, I'm going to get these sticks home because I picked them all up. Or, like, these are too heavy. Or she's alone. The person in this card is always alone. So, you know, with Leo being the heart and being love and and all of those things, you have to share it with someone, right? Or else it's like, yay, I did the thing. (laughs) And here I am. And there is that unity with the universe, of course. But it's always better when you can share it. That's because you are the whole damn zodiac, my friend. Also, maybe you have a planet in Leo, too. But yeah. That was beautiful, Rachel. I think Cody's a Leo rising like me. That's a good way to be. Sweet. That would make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) I got to do my cards first. That's so funny. That's when I'm going to go get some water when cancer comes up. I'm out. (laughs) Savage. No, (laughs) Jets. Okay, Leo. I got the last judgment. Speaking of prophecies and your true calling, where are you taking it, Leo? This is exciting. This is quite literally a card of awakening. Okay. You see that man with the, the trumpet there? He's on a sail or a banner of some kind. I don't know. It always looks like a sail of a ship to me. So, where are you going with it? Right. And then the Ten of Pentacles. What's that you say, Chance? Follow the, the Ten of Tentacles. Ten the Ten of Pentacles. Ten it's the Ten of Tentacles. No. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> no. Tentacles? Is that what I'm hearing? Ten of Tentacles? <laughs> no, it's the Pen oh of Tentacles. Oh my god, you guys. Sure. This is hilarious. What what exactly do you want to manifest, right? What exactly do you want? Choose that and uh, step towards it because um, you're being called in a very specific direction. So also, I, I just, just side note, I love that you do your sound healing thing and this has got a trumpet on it. I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It's kind of, it's kind of a neat little sync. So anyway. <laughs> What, so what I'm going to do as a Leo rising is uh, start asking myself what is the next thing and, and ask to be shown and revealed that somewhere, somehow. Nice. What were you saying, Rachel, before Chance rudely interrupted with his beautiful <laughs> advice? <laughs> I just wondered when that noise was going to be incorporated into your next sound healing. <laughs> like, <laughs> which chakra that hits at the end. <laughs> Kaylee booked a session, so uh, when we get to that session, I'm going to bring an air horn. <laughs> She's going to be like really deep in the zone. We're 45 minutes in and I'm just like, all right, right into the phone. All right. So your heart chakra needs a real blast here. (laughs) Lighten up. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. I love you guys. Cancer. (laughs) Okay, Cancer. Cancer, cancer, cancer. So this full moon is happening in your sixth house. 
this is the house of your daily habits. Okay. This is the house of health, right? So a full moon in your sixth house. This is really about discovering some, uh, well, actually discovering the results of something that you started six months ago in Sag season. What is some health related thing or routine related thing that you tried to start at that time? And how is it working out for you? This is a really excellent time to uh, think about that and try to figure out, you know, are there any more adjustments that need to be made? The square from Neptune. Um, that is actually hitting your, oh, that's coming from your ninth house. Interesting. So the square from your ninth house could be that, you know, maybe you've actually learned about why the why behind a specific technique that you've been using, or you've had some kind of revelation, um, or you're even you could even be like learning something new from a teacher that's telling you how to do it differently, but you don't want to listen to that. So you just want to do it your own way. That's totally cool. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do it. It's your body, your health, right? Um, take, take from that, what resonates, leave the rest, right? The square in the trine from Saturn, that is actually coming from your eighth house. So this is where the taxes definitely come in. So <laughs> sorry. Eighth house, Saturn, taxes, karma. It's kind of, yeah. But really, this could actually be asking you to ground down um, whatever new routine or whatever change in your routine that you've got going on. Ground it down into how can I help myself um, financially with this in the long run? Or how can this assist uh, my partner, right? Because the eighth house, the eighth house is our shared resources. So Saturn going retrograde, <laughs> trining and sextiling the full moon from the eighth house is really asking us to assess where our um, where our bonds with other people could be making us sick and making some changes or where our bonds with other people are making us healthier and exploring those and making them um, just really, really diving into your trust and intimate relationships and making sure that they are actually solid. Um, you know, this could actually be like, all right, here's my partner and everything's going good, but we can actually strengthen this and build even more of a trusting relationship by doing more things together on a day-to-day -day basis. This could also be just referring to your daily work life and your long-term investments that are tied up and related to that daily work life. Like, you know how a lot of places, a lot of bigger companies anyway, they'll like match your investments into like, I don't know, up here we call them RRSPs. I have no idea what they are in the States or in other countries, I have no idea, but like your long-term investments, right? So like there's some kind of adjustment that can be made there and something that can be strengthened that has to do with your shared resources with another person. And also, yeah, just how that is affecting your health. Mm. Good or bad. Well, I've got the eight of swords with that. So that implies that some of these things are in your own mind. 
that it's your own thoughts. Either you're thinking these things about everyone and that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that right there, that right there, ignoring what's in the reality. Cause this blindfold actually has a bunch of patterns on it and it's really pretty. Probably want to look at that a lot more than addressing these issues and what's really holding you back, being blind to what's holding you back. Cause it doesn't look like anything really is. That's an illusion, right? We make excuses. Or we make mountains out of molehills. And the things that really do truly hold us back are part of the journey and they're part of the challenge. Because at the bottom, you have death. And I feel like I keep seeing this for cancer as just like resisting the transformation. Yo, eighth house. Wow. You know? Like, let that stuff go and take care of what needs to be taken care of. <clears throat> get clear vision. Take the blindfold off. Get real, Cancer. Get real. And to do that, you have to, you do have to loosen up and you do have to be vulnerable. I can't say that enough about Cancer. Um, but not in a way that, you know, ends up tying you up. Excuse me. I think sometimes cancer gets too into their feelings and ends up getting tangled instead of getting the knots out. And you want to get the knots out. So take your time, be patient, stay focused. Feel things, but let them go. That's the whole that's the whole point, you know. It's not to get caught up in your feelings and what I feel and what I emote about the situations because then you're being blinded by your own emotions, blinded by your own thoughts. So yeah, that's what I got for cancer. Tablets. Wow. <clears throat> wow. So for cancer, I got the eight of cups reversed and the wheel of fortune upright. Bum, bum, ba, dum. <laughs> Thanks, Chance. <laughs> right. Cancer. Eight of Cups. Hmm. Reversed. What is it that you've been holding on to that you really, 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 really need to let go of, walk away from that you have been refusing to? Because once you do, literally, as soon as you do, Jupiter will bring something different in, quite literally. That's what the Wheel of Fortune here is saying to me, right? <clears throat> it could be that you have invested very, very heavily in a situation or like this, not even, you've invested a lot of time. Capricorn is your seventh house. When it comes to relationships, you invest time. Sometimes, however, this is actually a Saturn card, by the way, straight up Saturn and Pisces. Sometimes, even though you've invested a lot of time and effort into something, you still need to let it go. So everything has its time, right? Everything has. I don't know why I keep wanting to say the word time. What the fuck? <laughs> Everything has a time and a season. So 
sometimes <laughs> you need to give that up so that something different can come in that needs to um or just all all sorts of different possibilities have the opportunity of opening as soon as you make a decision and actually like get off of the pot <laughs> what's with the potty language i don't know <laughs> my cards are saying the same thing as yours kaylee which is kind of cool. And I don't know, maybe Rachel too. I did what I said I was going to do and I went and got some water. Speaking <laughs> of, I will be right back. No. You, too bad it's hot. You mustn't. I'm just trying to figure out how to turn off my camera. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about the darkening of the light. The darkening of the light, number 36. This is about maybe. Lowering the profile that you've currently got up right now, that it's a time to be cautious about what you're involved with, because there's some aspect of your current life situation where you're not protecting yourself. Uh, and it is, hmm, this is a card about subduing your brilliance. And that doesn't sound like something you normally would want to do, right? But it's actually because there's some aspect of your life where you're feeding your light to somebody or some situation or some job or some family member. And this is causing you difficulties. You know, the darkening of the light is a warning. I say a warning. Um, it's letting you know that you need to be aware that even when people have seem like they have good intentions for you or they do have good intentions for you, but they're not spiritually aligned with you or the situation isn't fully aligned with your higher self potential that no matter what you do is never going to quite feel like enough. And you're going to have to keep feeding more and more of your light into that situation. So universe is saying, maintain a low profile in the sense that take a step back, take a step back and see that maybe this thing you thought that you needed to be involved with for survival or for happiness. Um, Maybe the, whatever's coming to mind right now, you already know what it is. You're super psychic cancer that uh, maybe slow down a little bit. Maybe, maybe you don't have to fully dis, di, di, uh, divest yourself from it, but maybe moderation with it and realize that it, especially if this is some area of your life where you're getting something in return, whether it's like a paycheck or some you know reciprocity of love or good feelings. Uh, watch how if you set a new boundary with this situation, person or group of people that universe will still provide you with the resources that you thought you needed from them in whatever form that those resources were coming and that it will respect the new boundary that you create for yourself. So this is, a, <laughs> this is leading you to the turning point. Actually, we're back to the turning point. Here it is. So this is about the start of a new cycle. That if you do subdue your brilliance or stop feeding your light to this situation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Darkening of the light to the turning point. It's the I Ching version of what Kaylee just read. Um, you're able to regenerate whatever that resource was in your life in a new form. You will, it will return to you. The turning point is about the, re the eternal return. The wheel of fortune also, you know, it comes back to where it was. This is inevitable. And 
The question is, how long will you wait before you pull back from that which isn't completely working or completely aligned? Um, you know, will it happen because of a calamity later down the road because you didn't listen to universe and you, and first you stubbed your toe and then you wrecked your car and then your house burned down, which <laughs> I'm not saying that that's how it's going to happen for you. I just, you know, it's like that. It's like that you get one, you get warning shots and then you get further and further disruptions of chaos until eventually whatever needs to be shaken loose does get shaken loose. Are you guiding the process? Or are you being tossed about by the process? And then the shaman card I got is the arrow. So the arrow is telling you that if you, <laughs> this is perfect, like Gabriel, shut, eat your heart out, Gabriel. But if you're spiritually aligned, your arrow will hit its mark. You don't aim with your eyes and with your body and with your posture. You, you aim by being so fully aligned and committed and spiritually in, um, resonant with what your target is that you can't miss. You can't miss. So the arrow is... The arrow comes up whenever we have the need to unshackle our creativity. In some way, our creativity, again, feeding your light, subdue your brilliance, darkening of the light. In some way, we're feeding our creative energy somewhere that is not in, a, in harmony with our uh, truest calling. And that, in fact, the arrow is specifically warning about how unbridled ambition is bondage. And so, mm, if there's some aspect of your life that you have uh, been attached to winning the game of, is it leave? Is it causing you to miss your mark? Uh, are you shooting yourself in the foot by staying on the same path just because you've put a lot of energy into it already? So it's time to, so again, step back, like Darkening of the Light says, and um, reflect on whether or not what it is that you used to desire is still what you really desire or if it's worth your energy or that maybe, maybe there's something better waiting for you, but it's not going to be able to come through until you get into the receptive mode of the letting go of what it was you were holding in your hands. So there's probably the thing that's holding up the darkening of the light, probably the thing that's causing cancer to feed its light and energy to it, something that isn't, fully worthy of their true highest calling is the fear that there's not enough of something somewhere. Uh, you can definitely find peace with that by, but you have to take the, the step or the jump off the cliff and go into the new thing. You know, the treasure that only you can find or create is out there in the darkness. And if you don't go out into the unknown to find it, that treasure will never be found and no, because there'll never be another you. Um, and it's there's whenever you do get there, <laughs> whenever you do, whenever you do have the your aim aligned spiritually, it's going to be like the, the turning point is going to feel like a party. It'll be a total, total celebration. So don't be afraid of of uh, pulling back, slowing down, reflecting on what your true aim is. And know that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not getting what you want or what you used to want actually leads you to what was best for you and what you your spirit wanted. Damn. Yeah, that was great. So I looked up the gunslinger prayer from Dark Tower. 
And it goes like this. I shoot with my mind. I do not kill with my gun. He who kills with his gun has forgotten the face of its father. I kill with my heart. That, there it is. That's it. Kill him with your heart, cancer. <laughs> Yo, if anybody can do it, deck. it's you. I got cherried on the bottom of the deck just hanging out. Just <laughs> realized that. Alrighty. Also, Jared, we got you. We got you. By the way, Chance said he was down to do readings after. So if you're still down, Chance, you can what? hang to do readings with us. If not, you don't have to. But we've been going for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Just put that out there. Yeah, I really, I really jammed this up. <laughs> That's okay. We're almost there. Gemini. I know we only got three left. So Gemini. Okay. Gemini, Gemini. Happy birthday, first of all. Second of all, full moon in the seventh house. Ooh, spicy. That's fun. That's exciting. So uh, what kind of partnerships have you been creating? What have you manifested? What did you start six months ago? That's manifesting. Just putting that out there. Curious. Was it an, was it an adventure? Since Sagittarius? Just saying. <laughs> the square from Neptune is coming from your 10th house. So perhaps this is trying to balance um, needs of partnership with needs at work. You know, it could be something as simple as that. Uh, (laughs) And like, what kind of, uh, I'm really curious. Okay. 10th house is not just work. All right. I think that's a very one one dimensional way to look at it. 10,000 can be like your highest reach and potential. Okay. That's not just career. It can be many different things. Um, so are the people that you're bringing into your life on a one-to-one basis, that'd be your seventh house. Are they helping you achieve that reach? Are they getting in the way of that reach? Um, is there any kind of conflict going on there at all? And if so, shut the front door. I realized that I just threw conflict with the coins right when you said the word conflict, tripping me out. Sorry. Okay, Gemini. (laughs) I love it. Well then, Gemini, if that is in fact happening, Saturn trining and sextiling this full moon is actually hanging out in your ninth house. So the idea there is to... Excuse my wheezing, by the way. (laughs) Speaking of Gemini lungs. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Saturn is sitting in your ninth house. Okay. So the retrograde Saturn in the ninth house, trining and sextiling this full moon, is basically asking you to ground it down into finding... (sighs) Fix the banner, please, damn it. Oh, sorry, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So demanding. You're not coming on my show ever again. Just kidding. That's fine. We used to come on mine sometimes though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, Chance. I I appreciate the assistance, really, honestly. Because yeah, fuck. Things are messy. Okay, so <laughs> Saturn, ninth house. This is the house of teachers. This is the house of higher meaning. So how I'm seeing this is whatever partnerships you've been establishing, right? They have to help you find some kind of higher meaning. Um, they could also be helping you publish something. So this is a couple of ways that you can look at the Saturn and the ninth house. Um, there are more possibilities, but let's just kind of keep it brief <laughs> for you, Gemini. I'm, I'm really curious. Oh, 
this could also be, okay, one more possibility for you. This could be finding some kind of partnership that allows you to teach and share some knowledge that you've got, some wisdom that you've got. Okay, so that's really exciting. Let us know how that lands for you. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Jim and I got Queen of Wands and Justice. So I'm looking at the Justice card while you're saying all that because it actually has like Libra in there and the number 11. So that is, you know, doing right by others, doing right by yourself by sharing and doing that teamwork thing. Um, I like this Queen of Wands because what you have to share is on the mystical side. It's on the creative side. It's It might be something, I don't know, that really gets people's fires burning for their own hearts, their own passion, and the things that they want to do. And that's that's always like my favorite teacher, right? This is like your art teacher. <laughs> you know, here's how to be creative. Here's how to wield your magic. And everything in the world that you are upset about will be set right when you start creating. So that's what I got. <laughs> that's so funny with Saturn in the ninth as a teacher. And you're like, and our teacher, I'm like, that's not Saturn. <laughs> uh, no, Saturn's more like, I don't know which one, but Sat- Saturn's more like chance being like, fix the damn banner. <laughs> so this is shop class or like, <laughs> that was, that was a, per- right. That was a perfect illustration. So thank you, chance. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love it. That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Gemini. Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. What do we got for Gemini? I just want to sing Gemini for some reason. Okay, I have Venus in Gemini. Never mind. I know what I want to sing Gemini. <laughs> I'm too much in Gemini. <laughs> no such thing. We need truth. We need truth. Something. I just said we need truth and then look down at JLo's comment. <laughs> oh God, finally. Give up the goods, Gemini. Wow. <sighs> what are you holding back on saying, Gemini? What the fuck? Why was it why did it take so long for this card to come out? What are you holding back on? Speak now or forever hold your truth. Also, there's the sun underneath. <laughs> this tells me that <laughs> this tells me that once you finally get up the courage to say what you, what it is you need to say. And by the way, the Saturn square to Mercury um. I'm sure that that definitely played a role in not being able to or f- even fearing speaking what was on your mind. But once you do, there's some really beautiful stuff promised. Okay. The sun is freedom and joy and play and liveliness and expressiveness and vitality and all of this beautiful, wonderful stuff. So as soon as you finally <laughs> let loose and let the truth out and exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so as 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 soon as you finally speak what it is that you're holding on to and not wanting to say, 
a lot of beautiful things will line up for you after that. So it's just a matter of getting over that fear and not allowing that fear to control you. Okay, so right when you said the word fear, I looked at the word fear on this card. <laughs> what? Conflict. All right, Gemini. So this is where the yin energy is in the dominant position above the abyssal or the, the deep water, the, uh, which is the unconscious mind. So this creates a dynamic of conflict because basically there is a will to power here. Uh, the will to power on the purely elemental level is the will to power of trying to wrangle and be aware of everything that's below the surface of those unconscious waters at once, trying to wrap all your arms around it and can, so that there's nothing to be afraid of because you at least know what it all is and you have some measure of control for that. But this puts you innately in a position of hostility against the unconscious because you're eliminating the element of surprise. And you need that. You need the ability for universe to um, bring you things, to be receptive. All right. So, hmm, you know, there's a there's an element of stubbornness here with conflict and even competitiveness. Are you comparing yourself to other people and other people's way of doing things? Are you and you know, are you stubbornly refusing to make a change that you on a soul level? desire because of some kind of fear or because of some kind of um, not wanting to be seen as a quitter or give your giver upper or the bad guy who cut the tie, whatever the case may be, or even out of uh, there even also could be some jealousy in this dynamic actually of I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that and move forward. Uh, the changing lines are gathering together or changes into gathering together here. And this is with the the joyous or the the multiplicity of life, all of life's myriad potentials being supported by the receptive, the body, the yen. So it's literally going out there and collecting all the parts rather than trying to wrap your mind around it with the conflict dynamic of the yang over the the deep waters. This is more about letting letting the variety of life and all the different types of people and experiences that are out there be in charge in a sense so that you have the opportunity to receive because the yin is the receptive so that's what this is about uh, it's a hexagram that represents actually unifying either within yourself and parts of yourself but more likely assembling with other people in some way uh, meeting up with other people working with other people but also receiving from other people. Okay. And uh, I drew an extra card for Gemini, which I'm going to get to, but first was the shaman card, which is the curse. Mm. So something about conflict in your current situation, whatever it is you're afraid of or afraid to let go of or afraid to change or afraid to say, look within your family history or just the, what you know about the history of humanity in general. And recognize that you're dealing with the curse, the ancestral curse. And I don't say curse as in it's something unbreakable or unshakable, but that it is a pattern that is repeating throughout time. And that we are given the opportunity 
to lift the curse off of our ancestors themselves by rising above the fear that keeps us in the lack mentality that keeps us in the loop of conflict or fear or whatever form the controversy is coming in. So I wanted to draw another card here just for a little extra encouragement here for Jim and I, because the curse is heavy. (laughs) The curse isn't coming up to say you're cursed. The curse is coming up to say you're the one who gets to break the curse if you so choose. And I think in context with the other cards here and the gathering together, I drew an extra card here because I wanted more context and I got Cheroite. And in the deck that this comes from, this is about generosity, actually. And so about being generous with yourself, giving yourself, you know, giving yourself some leeway, a little more slack than what you've given yourself, maybe. Uh, easing up on that competitiveness or that stubbornness so that there's some breathing room. And that's about letting in the receptive. I mean, whenever we're so focused on achieving a goal that we have nothing else in mind, we actually break our, we break our connection to the part of ourself that is receptive. You want to have some uh, part of your life, some space in your day or in your week where you're not focused on the goal. You're not trying to manifest the thing. You're leaving the opening for it to come to you. You need both. You need focus and relaxation. So this is a card representing generosity and specifically some kind of a gift or generosity coming to you. Uh, So I'm going to just use this as an example. This might not be the way that it is for you, but let's just say hmm, I'll use two examples. The first example would be maybe you're in a partnership that you're afraid of. If you leave that partnership, that and there's conflict in that partnership and you're afraid that if you leave that partnership, the things that are beneficial about it will then be removed from your life. Well, how many of your ancestors did that exact thing and left the curse there for their next generation A fear of not a fear of lack, right? But if you leave that dynamic, then you're creating the space for universe to give you some kind of a gift in the form of what it is you truly wanted. But if you don't have, the space for it in your life, it won't, you won't be able to receive the gift. Other example would be maybe you've got a job and it's not the exact job that you always wanted. Maybe you want to go do start your own thing, you know, work with clients, embrace your role as a healer or be a freelance artist or even do a different job that you still work for somebody else. But specifically you need to, um, be ready. I say need. I'm sorry about the shoulds and the needs, but I'm just saying that there's a potential here that with gathering together in Cheroite, that what's being indicated is that um, whenever you take the leap, whatever that leap is for you, that the the gift of what it is that you always needed or wanted in the first place is literally right around the corner. It's like, you know, someone's knocking on your door, but you're too busy to even open the door or whatever the The clients are ready and waiting, (laughs) but you don't have time because you're too busy with the uh, survival mode, Um, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of possibilities for that. So, but you know, with everything in life, what's most important to us is our relationships and our jobs. So those are the most easy examples. I love that what you said tied in perfectly with the astrology for Gemini. Well done, Chance. I didn't even know that. What is astrology anyway? Um, <clears throat> pattern recognition, geometry, a uh, little bit of math, and uh, some intuition. 
<laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Guess what? We're at motherfucking Taurus. Bulging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are the best. Okay, Taurus. This is a full moon in the eighth house, the house of transformation. This is very fascinating. Full moons in the eighth house. This has the potential to bring up some uh some fears around intimacy and around sharing some trust issues, uh, especially with the square to Neptune. The square to Neptune is coming from the 11th house. This is the house of your wider social networks, um, your friend groups, essentially. So this is really highlighting if if there are any issues here, this is highlighting um, the need to the need to open up and trust, right? The need to open up and trust your your network, right? It could also be that you know potentially there is an issue there that you know sometimes trust issues are founded. <laughs> on very real things that are going down <laughs> that n- need to be looked at, right? It's not just like, no, oh, I have trust issues because I've been hurt in the past. Sometimes there's a reason to not trust things, right? We're talking about eighth house and we're talking about a Neptune square. There's definitely some potential for some interesting and shady things. However, with the, there's always a good however in astrology. There's always at least one. However, with the trine and sextile to Saturn, this is helping you see through the truth, uh, see through to the truth, rather, and helping you ground down this energy, this crazy transformational energy in the eighth house. And uh, helping you really um, channel it into your career life or your public image. So that's interesting. Good luck with that. (laughs) But really, but really, full moon in the eighth house is definitely the opportunity for you to transmute and change about, uh, well, transmute some really difficult, sticky stuff, right? The eighth house is not a fun house for a full moon to happen. It brings up fears. It brings up literally phobias. It can bring up um, all of the skeletons in the closet that you don't want to look at. But guess what? The full moon is the time for you to release it. And Saturn's going to help you. You just have to... Um, <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Just, just saying. <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, Taurus. <laughs> but yeah. no, for real, for real. Saturn is trying to help you, okay? Saturn helps you put down boundaries, right? So use boundaries. That's what I got to say. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my goodness. We'll have the two of wands for that. (laughs) So do the research, do the work. (laughs) If you're going to dive into it, be thorough with freedom. Freedom and joy and energy. I mean, I was watching rabbits play with each other. It was super cute, but like they were all scooping each other out too. So there is caution. There is the sense of being alert, aware, 
you know, tapping into all of your senses, not, not only intuition, but instinct. And if you don't remember what that feels like, then tap into your body too, you know, and look at your instincts because that's a big, a big argument for a lot of things. People are like, well, I was born this way about this, that, and the other thing, but really tap into your body and question it. Was I? You know, is this truly what I like? Is this truly? Why not? Why not question it? Why not make sure that it's everything you want? That it really is what you want. So yeah, that's what I got. That was perfect. Fits with what I drew too. Big, big fit. So I got inner truth. <laughs> inner truth is about the wisdom of your heart. Really? This is the gentle, the air element supported by the multiplicity or the joyous, the pink. So the, I call it the multiplicity. It's all the infinite potentials and possibilities of life as it expresses itself through the one and the gentle or the wind is the breath, right? So whenever hmm, we receive our inner truth because in this dynamic, because it's like, uh, through breath, <laughs> through breath, we have access to the realm of the all knowing. The reason, like, the, the reason that's the all knowing, uh, it's penetrating, even though it's the wind is, you know, we see that air can erode even rocks, right? Anyway, the inner truth card is the card of consciousness and coming to some form of clarity about something and tapping into our inner knowing that you're in a position right now where you could really be channeling or downloading some serious wisdom about your life and your current situation. Uh, and we got the seer to go with that, which is exactly the same as inner truth, really, in terms of what's well, not exactly the same, but it's pretty much exactly the same. Hell, it's exactly the same. <laughs> uh, so I won't repeat too much other than the seer is telling you to trust your intuition and follow it where it leads, even if it's taking you in a spiral path or in some way doesn't feel like you have any kind of a map to follow. It's not going to be the map isn't the terrain, right? You're not you're not on a two dimensional plane. And spirit is not something that takes you in a linear path. So trust that. Uh, read between the lines of the map. Recognize that you are really in a powerful position to see the patterns right now in your life. And it might hurt. The truth it sometimes does hurt. I think, in fact, that there is a strong indication that it's going to hurt a little bit because you you've maybe been in some kind of denial or wishful thinking about some element of your life at this moment, but realize that the most powerful words you can say in life are probably I was wrong since that is the opportunity to write yourself. Okay. So um, maybe ask yourself to, and ask spirit or ask higher self, your spirit guides to show you, the truth about whatever it is that's coming to mind right now, whatever you're thinking about or what might tie into the astrology that Kaylee just laid down and be ready to receive the gift of knowing really how you feel and really what is best and right. It's, it's a moment of true power and enlightenment and power are destructive forces. So this is going to bust you out of some kind of an egg that you've been in some kind of incubation period. And that growth is painful but it's also making you stronger. And um, 
be ready for the vulnerability that comes from taking yourself out of the place of denial or out of the place of wishful thinking and into reality. That is a vulnerable place to be. Uh, it can hurt a little bit. You might even run into some, mm, some obstacles in that process, but take them all as signposts along your way where the obstacles are at, where the doubts and fears are at, wherever you're double-minded about something. Uh, take this opportunity to figure out how to unify your mind on it. Wherever the indecision might lie for you right now, sit with it, look within, ask yourself to show yourself the right way and uh, be prepared to take the bull by the horns, make the change that is needed. Yo, what the fuck? There's definitely some shady shit going down, Taurus. Seven of swords, motherfuckers. What? So I had a really interesting... Okay, Chance, before you came on, I was talking about Uranus as a liberating energy, as a liberating and awakening energy. And I had a really interesting experience where I was explaining um, six from <laughs> the perspective of tarot to somebody. And um, I was talking about it being perfect balance. And he quite literally said, what if, I, what if I put a seventh in there to throw you off balance? And I immediately thought of this card and was like, oh, really now? So Taurus, trust your intuition. <laughs> trust your intuition. Just trust your intuition. Brain horns because up. Brain horns up, right? Jim made it in the hose. But uh, yeah, for real. Because, I mean, it's on fucking point right now, okay? Ace of Wands, my friends. Ace of Wands. Um, <laughs> Uranus is trying to help you liberate yourself in some way, some fashion. And sometimes this could mean, like, you need to be a little bit more clever. The Seven of Swords isn't always shady business going down, okay? Not always. So, like, try not to be paranoid. Sometimes it's just needing to outwit and be really clever in some matter, right? It's facing some kind of thing that has set you off balance that you need to write yourself. It's a rite of passage, quite literally. That's what the sevens are. It's an initiation. This is very important. And uh, take this Ace of Wands energy and um, plow through this. <laughs> Get it? Plow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, fuck means plow in the etymology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Fuck yeah, Taurus. There you go. Boom. <laughs> big dipper action. <laughs> Where's Mario? <laughs> oh, God, that's good. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Okay. Aries, 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 Aries. Finally, chance. The best for last. <laughs> okay. Carrying the chariots of fire. For anyone thing. that somehow doesn't know this about me, Aries is my sun sign. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Okay. <laughs> so, Aries, okay. For you, Aries, this is happening in your ninth house. This is about quite literally shooting for the moon what kind of higher learning or um, new meaning are you gaining have you been gaining some really interesting insights that you would like to share with us please share the gravy we love the gravy 
<laughs> I've learned how to be patient by coming to Monday night card readings and having Aries be last. <laughs> Good for you, Chance Gold Star. So proud. Being <laughs> <Yeah>. my example. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, yeah, Aries is leader energy, so yeah, good for you, Chaz. <laughs> oh my god, throwing me off, man. Okay. The square is coming from your 12th house, so that's really interesting. I mean, Neptune has been in your 12th house for a long fucking time. I don't even know if that's something that you would consciously even realize, but with the full moon happening, I mean, really, I'm excited to to hear about people with strong Aries placements, what kinds of dreams you're going to have, okay? Because like I said at the beginning of this stream when talking about the energy of this full moon, this is Sagittarius IC, okay? For Aries, the ninth house is quite literally long uh, long journeys, right? Or teaching something, finding the higher meaning of something. And with the square to the twelfth house, you know, you could quite literally like duke it out in your dreams tonight, but then come out of it with some like amazing insight that you could share with us. The sextile and trying to Saturn, that is happening in your eleventh house. So definitely share it with your wider social network because there could very well be people that um uh can really help you out in uh getting the word out or helping you like have you okay chance and other aries people have you considered getting people to publish your stuff for you <laughs> i'm just saying you mean like <laughs> help like delegate yeah like delegate <laughs> you know what i, I mean help. Last week, the Help? cards for me just gave me that exact message of delegate. And, uh, you know, I've got a potential person that will help me with that. I just have to you know, give them the instruction and actually do the delegating. Yeah. I mean, that could be something to think about. You know what I mean? So I've been holding up on that. Uh, I've been stalling on that for sure. Because I need to That's do it myself. So well, yeah, maybe maybe that's a part of the Saturn retrograde in the 11th is like trusting your network. Anyway, those are my thoughts on the astrology for you, Aries. I like it. I like it. Um, I will say that one of these just flew out while you were talking about that. Yes. It was the two of swords. <laughs> <laughs> so sitting on that decision of your vision. Whoa, what am I hearing? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? So I hear voices. Got tabs like, open. Like... <laughs> yeah. Pick a tab and stay with it. But um yeah, this hawk has its little hood on. It knows that the second that hood comes off. It has a target. That's how you train them, right? It's instinct. They do what they naturally do. So what are you training this hawk to hawk to hunt? Are you going to let it go? What I do like about it, what I do like about the Two of Swords a lot, is that the moon is always in the background. You must rely on intuition. You must rely on your instinct and your intuition to make this decision. I like that it's kind of this X, that Gebu. 
So you have the Knight of Cups too. Make the decision from your heart. Because if your heart says no on any one of these, then you know it's a no. It's either a hell yes or it's a hell no. And that should make that decision easier. And it's only in your mind that you're making it hard. So there's that. I love this. I love this. Because the emperor literally just flew out at me. Aries, this is perfect. This is quite literally your card. It's always auspicious to get your own major arcana card during your reading. That's fucking awesome. This is all about stepping into the role of leader and delegating. (laughs) Just putting that out there. (laughs) Now, the emperor doesn't rule with an iron fist. A hell, okay. Let me rephrase that. A healed emperor doesn't rule with an iron fist. He's not tyrannical. He, she, doesn't matter. Regardless. They rule by leading by example, right? Being the first into the charge. But also, you know, you could definitely um, get some assistance because the other card that came out was the Ten of Swords reversed. So what's positive about this being in reverse is that this implies that once you step into this more masculine role of um, leading and showing people how it can be done and uh, delegating some things, then hopefully this feeling of intense pressure will kind of like chill down a little bit. Also, what's interesting about this card always to me is that it's sun in Gemini. The eight, nine, and ten of swords are all about teaching you something very valuable that helps you become a more disciplined and discerning thinker. So these are things to keep in mind as you uh, move through this full moon, especially because sun is in Gemini right now. So we're taking, or you're taking Aries, you're taking things that you learn, information, um, and trying to find the higher meaning of it. So don't get too caught in your head because with the ninth house involved, this is about an embodied learning, an embodied wisdom. It's less about learning all of the little tidbits of information and getting all of the things and more about expanding upon it. So that's what I got for you, Aries. Right on. Definitely got plenty to weave into there. Small is beautiful returns. This is the third time. Big deal right now. Small is beautiful. So for in the context of Aries, the message of keep it simple, slow down, <laughs> tend to the details. Aries is the big picture guy, you know, or a girl, I guess. And the emperor is the the big visionary person. The thing about Aries energy is it's the initiation of the whole sky clock. Aries is great at starting shit and then gets way distracted or way more interested in starting the next thing rather than seeing through the thing that they started. That's why delegation is so powerful for that sign. And that's why the emperor is part of that sign. Because if you start something and then you find the perfect fit in terms of the person to delegate it to, it'd be great to do that and see it through to the end or do it perpetually. Awesome. (laughs) You've helped them out and you've helped yourself out because now you can move on to starting the next thing. But if you start the thing and then you start the thing and then you start the thing and now you're juggling three of the things or 10 of the things, as the case may be, if you're someone like me, well, that's where drama starts to creep in somewhere or another. 
and that drama is probably most foremost you putting the pressure on yourself to stretch thinner and thinner to keep all those juggling balls in the air. So the, uh, the move from small is beautiful is into progress. This is also what came up for Leo. So, you know, you're in a position right now with progress that you've started a lot of things and you've even juggled them. Well, there's universe appreciates what you've done, but the universe is going to appreciate you even more if you don't burn yourself out, right? Don't burn yourself out in whatever way that whatever fit form or fashion, you can avoid that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think what also needs to be recognized is that let's talk about thunder first. All right. Thunder came up. This is from the shaman deck. This is when we all know the archetype of thunder, you know, drama is part of it. It's dramatic. Yeah. So when this card comes up thunder, it is basically letting you know that there's something big shaking, shaking loose, some big shakeup coming, some big change coming could be an opportunity, could be a calamity. And it depends on your posture to the situation. Are you afraid of the thunder or are you enjoying the storm? You know, that's a big question and it's a metaphor you're going to have to figure out and decode what that means for you. But in the case of other meanings of this card, it is also a indication to drama free your life. Drama is fake. Drama is not real. Drama is literally fiction. (laughs) So where is there some kind of fictional drama? Where's the story that you're telling yourself about yourself causing that type of uh, discomfort or friction. So think about how, think about how you can eliminate the stuff in your life that's messing with your mind or giving you the sense that you are stretched too thin. I mean, I I know we keep coming back to the idea of delegation, but it seems like it's a good move uh, right now for where Aries is at. I guess that uh, you may be experiencing drama in the fact that you're trying to do too much at once. Like I'm having drama in my mind right now about the fact that uh, I spontaneously came on the stream and I had like this to-do list of things I was going to do while I watched you guys. And instead I it's 1030 and I haven't even had dinner, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, there's no drama in that. I'm, I'm living my best life. This is super fun. And I have something easy I can eat without needing to like go too much later for dinner. Right. But my, my point with all this is that, um, life is an adventure, right? And there's opportunities always arriving. And with the thunder, it's telling you that something big is rolling in. And the reason why delegation is either literally something needed or a good metaphor for you right now is that if you want to accept the new thing or if you want your, if you want to embrace the destiny for you, then you got to have flexibility. You know, you need dexterity for destiny. (laughs) You need to be ready to adapt to it. Um, and also not. You know, in terms of the emperor being a dictator, don't be the dictator about where or what or how is the appropriate way for the opportunity to show up. That's part of the being flexible. Be ready for it to come in an unexpected form. And that, um, you know, if part of what is tying up the works for you and making things too much is some sort of dramatic interpersonal relationship or a victim story about yourself or I never have enough time. Well, that story needs to be 
that drama needs to be recognized for the fiction that it is. Or if somebody else in your life is giving you a big victim story and you're putting a lot of energy into trying to repair their self-image, that's not your job. You will do better for them and lead by example for them if you are able to live the ultimate life for yourself. That is the best teacher. That is the best healer. That is the best leader is the one that does what's radically best for them at all times, because that's what we all should be doing or uh, striving for. So that was a lot of words. I'm done. Bravo. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Good thank you, job, Chance. everybody. Do, 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 do. Thanks for letting me hang out. Ooh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Thanks for coming out. That was fun. <laughs> um, I love so this. I, I, I miss doing these things. Yeah. I love I love your readings, dude. They're so grounded. Yeah. They're grounded. Yes. Which I really appreciate and I need. So uh, that's why I love it. <laughs> that's weird. I have no earth in my chart at all. <laughs> that's okay, buddy. You've got stuff in earth houses, I'm sure. So not really, um, no. Maybe. Maybe like let's not get hung up on that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm like, can I picture your chart in my mind right now? <laughs> okay. Speaking of me, I am going to go unless somebody is trying to get a card from me specifically. Yes. In which case. So, so, so far I just have Jared and he wants one from me, one from one from Rachel. And if anybody else wants in on a personal card reading with chance, the man, you better drop it now. Send these girls money. Um, JLo does. So, and she wants one from each of us. So it's an investment chance. Okay. JLo, do you want I Ching or do you want Shaman Oracle or do you want me to pick the deck? Because I have other decks too. That's a great question. So while JLo is answering, let's do Jared's card because he, yeah. he, he sent that like before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, that's so sweet. Even still here three hours later. <laughs> I don't know, but that's okay. I'll send him the link and be like, yo, <laughs> at three hours and nine minutes, we do your cards. <laughs> okay, Jared. Yeah, he didn't he didn't say any details about what he wants us to read about, just pull some cards. I'm like, okay, cool. One just fell out. So that works. There you go. Perfect. You go first because I'm still shuffling. All right. You got the magician. Ooh, I love that. And this deck likes to highlight that it is playful and a little bit of a trickster with this monkey. Monkeying around. But yeah, you're creating a lot of things. And And the thing is, it is totally in sync because animals don't have to think about being one with the universe. They just are. So your thoughts are up here. <coughs> Maybe be careful about being a little too tricksy, but still have fun creating. Yeah. That's exciting because I got the Wheel of Fortune for Jared. Ooh, Jared. Ooh, what are you manifesting? That's so exciting. Wheel of Fortune is lots of fun. Or can be. <laughs> it usually is. It came out upright, right? So this is a card of Jupiter, right? Wheel of Fortune implies um, 
that there's some kind of expansion going on, right? There's a new cycle coming in. There's something that you're beginning that's going to really help you succeed in some area of life. And I love that. Um, with the, with the magician, as long as you recognize that there's nothing free in the universe, there's always some price, right? Equal give and take. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's just exchanged. As long as you recognize that natural law and keep doing exactly what you're doing, I mean, the Wheel of Fortune is telling me that you're on the right path. So keep going. Boom. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I like it. Um, Thank you, Regan. Uh, You know what, Regan? I'm really glad that you came to some resolution in the situation that you were experiencing. So Mm -hmm. that's really awesome. I'm I'm glad that you had this realization. So now you can release it. So that's fucking awesome. Boom. I think Rachel's magician card is because Jared's got the monkey pox. (laughs) (laughs) What? Look, he's holding up a vial of monkey pox, clearly. Clearly. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have even said that word. The algo's like, who that? <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the collective wound. Our inner monkey. Right? Or our, our inner, inner belief Saiyan. that we came from monkeys. <laughs> Return to monkey. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, anyone? Yeah. Yeah, is that is that a part of history that we need to... Uh, did someone summon me? I did say Illuminati <laughs> confirmed just now. <laughs> Bro, we've been going for three hours. Where were you? <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> That's good. That's a good, good job. That's so funny. But yeah, if anybody else would like a personal card reading, this is the last call. Oh, we got JLo's. We got JLo's. One from each of us. Is that what it is? I'll go. Okay. okay, you go first, Chance. The Book of Changes. I drew your card from my Guan Yin Oracle deck. <laughs> Rachel approved. So this card is coming up. <laughs> To let you know that there's something that needs to be (laughs) something that needs to change in your life that is going to change and is in the process of changing. This card is an indication to trust in the divine plan and that grace is being provided to you now. And that what is more important than trying to force a change is to maintain the posture and equipoise of grace itself, embody grace, and then let the divine, thus you can be receptive to the divine bestowing the grace upon you. So the book of changes card is basically saying that your higher destiny, your higher, whatever the next phase of your spirit's reason for incarnating is that you're feeling and that you are, you're feeling the dissonance of it, not fully being born or emerged in your life, or that there's something in between you and that, that, Trust that the divine plan is actually working in your favor to remove the blockages, whatever or whoever they may be, and uh, bestow the gifts that you are hoping for or that you want to share to others, you know, that is coming. And 
Um, China, actually, you may be finding that attempts to interfere with the process, whether in a literal sense, um, trying to control something, or in a mental sense, holding a vision too tightly or holding an intention or desire too closely is actually also interference. So don't interfere with the process. Actually let go and trust and get into the faith <laughs> modality. Don't the change is coming. You don't need to create the change at this point. Your intentions are already out there, but you need to go back into the mode of pure receptivity and trust to allow that uh, to come through in the most graceful and least messy way possible. I fucking sorry for love saying that. need. Yeah. I love that chance. Are you ready, Rachel? You can go if you want. Yeah, it ties in really well. I love this. The Queen of Wands. Mistress Manifester. Yeah, if you're holding something back, if you're too nervous about wielding your power, don't be. It's, it's your role. This is what you're here to do. And I keep I keep thinking teacher. Maybe it's because of all the Sag energy, because that's very Jupiterian. Um, expansion. You know, it. I don't know. That's the beautiful thing about it. You don't stop expanding just because you're in this role. You know, you're the teacher who still learns and the student who teaches. But do step into that role. Do take it on. Because you're worth it. And the world is worthy of seeing you shine. Yes. Jalo is hella shiny. Yeah. Right? For real. So shiny. JLo, I got the Hierophant. Actually, two cards came out, okay? But I got the Hierophant for you. This Why don't I get up, a free card whenever I pay you? You know what? Because two came out for her, all right? Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's not all about you, okay? We're doing JLo's reading. I forget that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Do the same. But anyway, JLo, the higher font. This is about accessing wisdom and leading by example. I know I said that for the emperor, but with the higher font, this is about accessing the wisdom of your body and showing people, right? That's how the higher font teaches and leads. This is a Taurus card. I'm sure you know that already, but this is a Taurus card. Very much Pope energy. There's a lot of tradition associated with this card and the energy of this card, which I mean, you're a very non-traditional woman, which I fucking love. <laughs> J-Lo, it's amazing. But the Hierophant is asking you to step into a, well, interesting that Rachel used the word teacher because, I mean, this isn't really a, necessarily a teacher card, but it is asking you to step into a more authoritative role. And the other card that I got that flew out literally is the Ace of Wands. It literally flew out. So here's the wand that the Queen of Wands is holding. It was right fucking here, motherfucker. So, and by the way, how they were arranged was like this, Okay. Here's the Hierophant making his like, I see you, motherfucker, to the wand, okay? To the freaking wand. That's what you're supposed to be going towards. What brings you, what really lights your fire? 
Um, and when are you going to share that with us? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to know? <laughs> Do I want to know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally different songs, but I love it. <laughs> I like that you went with Beyonce. That's amazing. <laughs> beautiful awesome cool thank you guys so much for hanging out thank you chance for for jumping on a random three hour stream on a monday <laughs> it's only three hours because of me your stream but i also probably talked the most so there's that <laughs> that's okay you upped our class with your libra moon i appreciate it <laughs> yeah right, 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 right. i gotta i gotta Dude, I got a Capricorn moon. I'm like, serious mode. Everything must be on time. If I'm late, I'm anxious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, then you got Rachel with her aqua moon. Like, I don't even know how to fucking describe an aqua moon. I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. <laughs> and then we got our earth and earth, right? So we appreciate your fire. <laughs> yeah. Word. Okay. <laughs> da, da, da. Well, Cody, you can always go back to it. By the way, Cody, I appreciate your contributions, but yeah, you know, you can take a breath, but so can I, you know what I mean? <laughs> so can I. <laughs> right. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Good night, Good everybody. Night, Thanks Bye. for letting me play with you. This is super fun. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love you too we're a good trio three hours too long 